Welcome to the Die Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks. Uh, I'm at Raf Marsh. We are at WOTR, the show. This is episode one with me today for Thursday Night Chaser. We got Miss Amanda Jane. What's up? What's up, y'all? How's it going over in your neck of the woods? Yeah, it's going all right. It's Fat December, which means I don't have to do keto this month. I've been putting butterscotch into everything. Turns out it's the single most underutilized and versatile additives to any food or beverage. So you can have, like, let's just say, like, a bone-in ribeye with butterscotch? Yeah, probably. Hmm. I can't imagine it would be bad on steak. So far, Mm -hmm. everything that I've had it with has been better because of it. So I can't see how it would change now. What would be one that's most surprising to you? Uh, Root beer was pretty surprising and Dr. Pepper. No, but that those aren't food. What do you mean? I've been putting it mostly in drinks. Oh, I thought you were using it with food. Like you were well, like, it's oh like my we God. have like a schnapps. We have like a butterscotch schnapps. Oh. It's been fantastic. Gotcha. It's actually what's in my glass tonight. I got root beer oh. and butterscotch. Nice. I was and I'm finishing a Miller Lite. I'm finishing my Miller Lite too. It's 
Yeah. I'm, Miller Lite. I'm telling you, Fat December has been a whirlwind of awesome all month. It's, Got two more weeks left, so far as I can tell. All right. Well, enjoy. Shaka to you. Love the little tiki right there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's my dream. I want to open a tiki bar that like shows like wrestling. That's my dream. And name some of the <clears throat> and get mugs that are kind of like you know like like Mawai versions or tiki versions of different wrestlers. Oh, I've seen they, they WWE released those ones, tiki glasses. But it was like Hogan and Macho and Warrior. No, no, yeah, guys. no. I want common. I want new folk. Like we can have like a beer stein of some sort that's like Steve Austin. You know. No, the beer stein would have to be the Beer City Bruisers. True, that's true. I love them. Yeah. Shout Spinner out Fox already in the chat. So uh, shout out Spinner Fox. Cheers to them. Just cheers. in well, time, I'm saying cheers. I'm just drinking yeah, regular Coke right now because I. Um... <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, last week soju, I loved it. It was so tasty, but I got so hammered. Let me tell you, when we were done off the air, I was just loving life. Yeah. 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 I can't be doing that today because I actually didn't really work that much. But you know, hey, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So <clears throat> I might pull some soju out. But I didn't have a slush or anything like that. Oh, oh Justin, cheers, brother in time. One. Yeah. yeah. That's like the boys. I'm yeah. thinking, not that I'm saying that the two of them should dress up like Dalton Castle's boys, but like there's boy one and boy two. It's like brother in time one, brother in time two. Yeah, the bros in time. The bros in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Super bros in time. Yep. If they there dress up like Mario and Luigi, they're the super bros in time. That would be great. Or I'm trying to think of another one. Can't think. My mind is just Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh yeah, that would work too. That would work. That one would work too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we're real serious people here. Uh, But uh, all right, how about you do this? Hit up some of these uh, birthdays. Yeah. um, See what's going on. Yeah. Uh, well, Fox says the ultimate Uso figures were announced. Uh, the Steiner mm-hmm. Bros finally gets figures. Yeah, there's some really cool figures they just announced. Actually, they got a. Mm-hmm. They're doing a defining moment mm-hmm. to um of um McFoley from Hell in a Cell, and Ooh. they only showed the back of it because you could see it had a bunch of little thumbtacks in the back. Oh, that's cool. Great detail. Great detail. Yeah. but there's a bunch and, of really good ones. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw it. Speaking of figures, but um, Powerhouse Hobbs for the next two weeks is on pre-order, and I will say this: it looks pretty fucking good. Not because you know I'm a Powerhouse Hobbs supporter, but for those mm-hmm. micro ballers, they can be hit or miss, and I would think that it would be a top ten because they got the the airbrushed overalls in it. And I thought Brody King's was badass, but this one's even more. He's got the afro. It it looks pretty legit. I'm getting yeah. two, so. Yeah. order those and it's no cool. discounts by the way on those. oh i finally got my first aew figure you, who was your first AEW? it who happened because i saw it in the wild and i thought if i don't get it now at this cost i'll probably never get the opportunity again okay it's the uh what do they call them it's not the ultimate edition but it's their version of ultimate oh yeah it's, it's not elite i don't think because elite's a wwe is it the one too. The elite it's ones. the ones that are like the LJNs, right? But not. no, not even the LJN ones because those were. I saw that one too at the Walmart 
uh, exclusives. Supreme Edition is what he's saying. Oh. But that's right. Splinter Fox guessed it. Supreme Edition Cody. Mm. Yeah. That I, was uh, an appearance? No. When that's just it is I like that he's dressed like he was for his WWE debut. That's his WrestleMania yeah. Cody gear. There you go. Released by AEW, and it made me happy. I, the only, the other one I wanted, I thought would be my first, was Thunder Rosa. Because second I see her in the wild, I gotta it. scoop it up. You know, have you seen her in the wild? No, I would have bought it already. You know what? I only, you know, I only saw Thunder the one time, and when I bought her, it was the only time. Do you know who? Actually, I'm shocked. Who I see all the time? Okay, I can tell you who I don't see. I don't see Hobbs. Don't see Thunder Rosa anymore. You know who I see all the time? This mofo. Starks? Because yeah. I think, don't know, but I think what they did for some of us assholes around here, like me, who want the goddamn fucking Darbay one, still don't have it, they made a fucking bunch of these. So nobody wants that. They want the freaking the chase. I get it. I get nobody it. Nobody wants the chase either. They're almost all for sale. I know, but they charge so much money. I'm waiting for it to go cheap. Yeah. But now yep. that he's been on a ro- never mind, I'm gonna yep. check my. I know. Out. I thought about that too. The role started yeah, happening. I was that, like, yeah. I might not be able to find him next time. No. Uh, but there's a few happen. things. Matter of fact, oh, birthday. Uh, but right before you do birthdays, let's get caught up on the chat. Uh, Spinner Fox says, uh, "Looking at them is like listening to your show. Who's who? I don't know who he's talking about." Um, Justin Time said he wish he could tell which boy was which because oh, yeah. he was talking about dressing up as the boys. Actually, you can if you like if they're not. If they don't have the mask on, you can tell which is Brandon and I don't remember the other ones. I think it was the with a B. Brandon and something. I know one of them is Brandon. I don't know if he's one or two, but I've there never is seen them. no. Well. Well, let's hit birthdays and then we'll get back yeah. into the chat. Okay. Well, there's lots of great birthdays that we have coming up. Um who did Guerrera? Happy birthday tomorrow. Um, I also would like to say right now before I announce the next birthday is happy Hanukkah out there. There's a lot of people in the tribe, you know, MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, who, cause y'all know who, um, Chris Masters is part of that tribe. A lot of other people. And also birthday boys, Goldberg and Lanny Poffo. Happy birthday. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, very good, very good. One person who I adore. Goldberg is very good at wrestling. Who is? I think, I think Goldberg should be the one to take the titles off Roman. You know, he's very good about that. Yeah, but he's very good at winning matches. Yeah, one of the best at winning matches. All right. Well. Whatever. I, I don't know. Um, happy birthday to uh, today, actually, to a good brother, Luke Callows. I love sex. Yeah, brother. Brother. Nerd. Good brother. Nerd. Yep, good brother. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, I'm a little bummed that um, they weren't on the Jericho Cruise or what was it? it? One of the years they were supposed to be on it, and they, I, they weren't, and that makes me sad. One of my favorite people in the whole wide of wrestling world, Chris Hero. Happy birthday. Wow. Yeah, I love Chris. I mean, if you guys ever get to meet Chris, he is such a mountain of knowledge of wrestling. And if he ever in your area is doing a 
um, if he's doing a uh, an actual like a seminar, he actually encourages people who don't wrestle too to come because of all the stories he he tells and it's really great. So um, had I known that and told me that too late, I would have gone to the last one that was near me. Uh, mm. Big shout out to uh, Rusev. He is a Christmas baby. Did you know? I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's a Christmas baby. So I feel like it I came up sometime. Yeah. The other thing's crazy about Miro is they a couple things came out about him. One was that he's totally healthy and has not been injured or filming anything for months. Nope. They just don't know what to do with him at all. Yeah. Which is crazy. But they gave uh, something to Brian Cage, but you know. Yeah. Like yeah. the the fact that there's no room for Miro there when the whole <laughs> Fucking when you think about how he ended up there, you know, and yeah. then also uh, uh, CJ Perry went on a podcast and was talking about how uh, she thinks he'll be back in WWE before you know it. I'm sure he will. Like, oh. I'm sure the two of them will be. Yeah. The thing is, if I'm WWE, I don't need him. <laughs> like, not to be a dick, but it's also like, where does he fit in here that we don't already have? Like, but there's more. I think there's more for him. With like Bronson Reed coming back, then I think Bronson Reed is a better version. In well, a sense, but Bronson Reed is a more superior version. Yeah, I would like TDMK to all come back, but you know, whatever. I you know, mm. we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I was so excited about the possibilities for New Japan and all that. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> so, because I'm a huge TDMK person. <clears throat> Again, other birthdays. One of my favorite like people that I've never met and I can I want to meet him so bad. Happy birthday to Claudio. Mm. Claudio Castagnoli. Never gotten to meet him. Everyone says he's such a nice man. I believe that. No, oh, yeah. I, I really want to meet him badly. Um, big rest in peace to this birthday person. Uh China. I love Joni Lawler. I get to I got to meet her once and she I thought she was really, really, really cool. I saw her once. I didn't want to. I mean, I knew it was a meet and greet, but she was talking to other people, and I didn't have like, I didn't have the money to buy her meet and greet as I was walking yeah. around, and I didn't know what to say. But I saw her for a brief moment and kind of like waved as I walked by. But she was really nice to everyone I saw her interacting with. Like, yeah, the only reason why I got to meet her is she was at the moment she had come up and had said hello to Colt, and I was like, yeah, so. That was my my moment. And then another person who I absolutely adore. I adore her husband. Um, never got to meet him. But uh, happy birthday, Queen Zelina. Love her. Oh. Love Legato. Okay, we know that. And Man, finally, one that. wrestler who I really do like miss a bunch and the, this man, I'm like, he is one crazy motherfucker. Nicest dude. Happy birthday, PCO. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And those good. have been our birthdays for this year. So again, thank you for uh, another year, everybody, around this uh, thing we called Earth and Wrestling. So we'll... See you next time we say your birthday, which will be on a future episode. We're doing a show next week. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we are doing a show next week. So, yeah, this yeah, isn't the last episode of the year. I don't know why you just, I mean, that was very melancholy for 
Oh, whoops. A birthday, like we're doing <laughs> next week. Everybody take a drink. It's episode one. It's only episode one. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're doing the... Um, next week is the uh, boozies. Next oh, week's yes, the boozies. Week is the boozies. I've got four people for the boozies of WWE. Mm-hmm. And right now for AEW and NXT, it's just you and me. What? Maybe I should bring the bros in time for this the one. Bros because I got some up here. Yeah, because I'm, you know, because I, I would love to see if Mandy Rose is on part of the boozies for the bros in time here. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the bros in time should give Booker T an award, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, but <laughs> I say no. Yeah, we should make them, we should like, we should write their list and make them announce awards that they do not agree with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have our mm-hmm. own, but then also have the ones that we think that the in time bros should have to read out loud yeah so i guess that people are going to be all yeah this is the oh yeah here's the award that amanda says that ricky Stark should win yeah it's probably going to be one of the categories yeah i'm sure do we have a booty award a boozy for a booty okay this this okay i know that we didn't have it on you know i don't do that other show but i do want to say when John Cena, I tweeted this, when John Cena said the eggplant emoji, sand emoji, and the face he made with that peach emoji, I sometimes wonder, and he does follow me. And I, doesn't mm-hmm. he follow the show, too, on Twitter? Yeah, he follows us. And he follows you. Yeah, and he follows me. Part of me was thinking in my head, that guy. He's okay, drinking, buddy. I know, you might no think I'm deliriously crazy, but yeah. I think he listens. Why would you make that face, John Cena, when you said peach emoji? Okay? Why? I'm just no. saying. No. I'm just saying. I thought that was I thought it was really cool. Also, before we get into the shows, really, mm-hmm. uh, we because it's not on one of your shows, but Bronson Reed made his big return back to, to mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, he's apparently teaming up with the Miz, which is its own other thing. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I don't love it because I don't like the Dexter story that's going on, but I like that Bronson's back and I'm excited to see what he'll do. And I think he's going to absolutely execute. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about seeing him come back? A lot of people were really upset that he beat Okada just a couple weeks ago at that, that tournament. I and know. then now he popped up teaming with the Miz and a lot of people were giving him a ton of shit well, and uh, he tweeted out about it and it was awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, remember he was a triple H guy. William Regal guy. I was there when he got plucked out. I knew, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I knew he was going to be one to go. I knew, you know, you could all, you could tell. The one I think that got away really from them is Shingo Takagi. But fucking Shingo's amazing. So, you know, whatever. You got away um, from who? From WWE. Shingo Takagi. He okay. was at that bola that year that everyone was there, Walter Thatcher. Um, that was the bola that pretty much almost everybody got a WWE contract. Oh, That's the one. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. I thought Uh-oh. we've seen Shingo in AEW, and he did really bad, I thought. I'm thinking of a different guy. Who was he the guy who was teaming up with, like, Roosh and them? That's not Shingo. You mean Dragon Lee? No, not Dragon Lee, but in that little story. I it thought Shingo was in there. Foggy. No. No? All right. Well, then I'm no. Shingo took... Takagi is fucking badass. He comes out with this like partially dragon mask. The guy like, who was um the guy who was he was like half a tag team partner. He was I think he was teaming with Jeff Cobb. Is that is that right? Who's Jeff Cobb's tag team partner? 
Great O'Conn. Great O'Conn. That's who I was thinking yeah, the of. Guy that, yeah, the guy that kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's who that I was guy. thinking of. Yeah. All right, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. that guy sucks. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I, can, <laughs> okay. I can hear, like, independent wrestling going on. Like, he doesn't know single. Yeah. Take a drink, people. Mm. It's only episode one. But, hey, um, <laughs> Spinner Fox does say in regards to Bronson Reed, I, he heard the crowd didn't know what to do when he returned, which is true because there was two mm. parts to that, though. We went over it yesterday some, but I'll give you a quick rundown. Two parts. No one really cares about the Dexter story. So the whole Miz-Dexter match was already kind of flat when Bronson came out. And Bronson came out and largely the the majority of the WWE Raw audience has never been exposed to Bronson Reed necessarily. He's never appeared on a main roster show, only on NXT. So they didn't probably there's a good chunk who didn't recognize him, quite honestly. Uh, but also, I think that the moment, because it was kind of confusing, wasn't meant to get a big pop necessarily. And I think that it's totally cool to have those moments when you have someone comes back and everybody just kind of goes, what the fuck is happening and who is this? Because then you have a lot to build from, right? Like, who's this monster who just destroyed another monster and is teaming with the evil Miz, right? There's a good story to be told there just with them, with a hushed crowd, to be honest. Uh, the problem is, is a lot of the WWE returns lately has had that hushed crowd atmosphere when it's not meant to happen. Like Candice and Johnny, uh, Dexter, a lot of those responses have been flat and they weren't meant to be. So this felt again awkward when I think this was the one that wouldn't have been awkward if the other ones weren't awkward already. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But also, going back, any Dexter storyline is caca. So, this happened. Um, all right, we got a uh, Grim Reaper coming through the chat saying hello. Hello. And, uh, and he also said cameras. That's how he uh-huh. talks. That's how Grim Reaper talks. It's insane. Uh, let's see. Forbidden Door. Why do they bring back Dexter? He said, like, who got the bigger pop? Uh, Dollar Tree Brock on Dynamite. Um, We'll talk about that. But if I had to oh, think yeah. between Bronson and Parker. Bronson had a reaction. It was pretty hushed at first, but they started booing him. You yeah. know, but it was Why the crowd you... was kind of dead from the crap from the spot anyways. And I, I you know what, to be honest, the other spot on Dynamite was similar too. the crowd was dead because they're like, what the fuck are we doing? The crowd was, it was weird. Weird. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. it's saturated with AEW. So, yeah. But I think with... I'm a little shocked that Johnny Wrestling did not get a good reception. But then again, he sucks, so I don't know what I'm thinking. I wasn't shocked he didn't get a good reception. But uh, yeah. So what do you think about Bronson being back and just beating Okada? You know, first of all, when he beat Okada, I was like, holy fuck. This is going to be very interesting what's going to be happening. Now I'm like, god damn it. You beat Okada for what? But I don't know. Just because he can beat Okada. Because fuck that dude. I could beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I you know who else is going to be get beat? At yeah. Wrestle Kingdom? Ocean Spray? Hi. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you don't fuck with Kenny, with New Japan Kenny Omega. He's going to. That, that man went toe to toe with Okada twice over six, at 60 minutes. What? Ocean Spray's shit. going up against Omega? Yes, sir. Oh, that's weird. Thank Tony Khan for that booking. 
but so stupid. The only thing is, it's like he's that's like a him. big that's like a big match people would want to see if Tony put it on his own program. Like, no, I don't want to yes. see that because I don't want that asshole on my TV. So, doesn't matter. So, it does matter. You do want Colt. They're not putting Colt out there. They're not booking well, for you, Amanda. Yeah, I know that because Tony Khan's a dickhead. He needs to lay off the coke. Get sober I'm saying, a little bit. It's funny to me that he's letting matches like FTR and Briscoe's be on the lowest bought pay per view of the year by any company. Mm-hmm. And he's got, I mean, three times. And then he's got Omega and Osprey happening in Japan. He's like giving away the big matches that the fans Wait want. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. So that ma- that pay per view did less than an impact pay per view? Ring of Honor, it did like thirty thousand. Well, <laughs> pretty sad. You know, what? I'm gonna say this, Tony Khan. The one thing about your new um, Honor Club, okay, let's go there. Um, you should include the pay per views. Charge a little bit more money a month. Include the pay per views. No, he that's how keep it was separate. Before. I know, but he should keep it separate so that way it properly destroys Ring of Honor. It's already destroyed. You had met. You had met. Tony Khan needs to treat Ring of Honor the way that Elon Musk is treating Twitter. What? Oh, that's <laughs> that's good. Actually, now that you said that. But why does Colt Cabana have to be collateral damage? Okay, why? Because his name is Colt Lateral Damage. Uh huh. Yep. I knew that was coming too. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, but all right. Well, happy Bronson's back. I I did a quick little sketch drawing of him. He shared it. Uh, he liked it. It was mm-hmm. nice. It's been some. I've gotten some good good responses since I've stopped caring. Mm-hmm. I've been doing better. Fucking Janella, I think loved that shit. Do you think so? When he when he went on his thing, I go, "That's my fucking homie, dude." Oh, did he? He's all no shit. I go, duh, hello. Who do you think? It's not my. It's not my show. I'm just there. <laughs> I said it's the man. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, I've been. So what's funny is the AI thing happened, and it really, I found it very, very discouraging. And I thought it was, um, really shitty the way that the response to the AI art had become. Because, um, I guess not to get into like the weeds about it, but what it does is like. Although, yes, you can say that um, coding isn't of itself a type of art when you really think about the beauty of coding. And as an IT person, I can definitely respect that. But however, the code is meant to mimic the work that others have created. It can't create its own art. It's trying to mimic other people's artistic styles. And that's what's fucked up is that instead of finding because it would be I mean, like think about when they gave uh, paintbrushes to elephants. And some of those drawings you'd get with the elephant paintings, you know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of wild to see what an elephant would do. If the AI was doing that kind of shit, we're like, look at what AI makes on its own without prompts from us. I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Cool. How neat. But it's not. It goes, hey, look at if you put in a picture, AI will make a Fortnite version of you for much cheaper than you could ever commission Fortnite to make art of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you go, fuck, mm-hmm. that's, that's fucked up. So it was really discouraging because I think I've been trying really hard and, uh, for my art to go somewhere and to, to make something out of it, like to get it, find, I feel like I've never quite had a voice in it. Like I'm constantly trying new styles to see what feels right and gets the same, gets a good response. I find I either get good responses to art. I'm not fond of that. I made, 
or I get bad responses to things that I love. And so I'm like, all right, there's very few times that those interact. And since I said, fuck it, computers are going to do it all for free anyways. I'm just going to see how many I can crank out every day and just try some other goofy things and stop trying so hard to make things fit. I feel like it's flowing so much easier and I'm getting a better response. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> a friend of mine who's an artist that um, he, you know, he, he's got a very interesting, like, comic booky style that not like, you know, you know, whatever. It's more like, I guess, I don't know how to describe it because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyways, point of it is he stuck to his guns and he right now is working on his biggest project ever which is that comic thing that Ethan Page is on. He's the artist. And it's like, yeah, he did a shirt for Marty. Marty loved it. Marty actually had asked him to do another one, but I don't know what was going on with that. Because my friend was like, I I said, dude, I just hooked it up for you to get your art exposed to something that was like pretty awesome. And I will say this, the one you did was better than the other Haunted Mansion one that was done. No, with Marty. So, me? No, my friend. No, did, uh, my, my friend yeah. did that. He did one of the haunted mansion stretching portraits of Marty. Oh, nice. It was on the tombstone. I wanted yeah. to hit. It says all my friends are dead, but you know how in Disneyland on the tombstone, it's the guy's head with the axe in it. Yeah, we wanted to put Cody on there, but Marty's like, oh no, no don't do that. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's funny, but you know. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. see. Grim Reaper says, should we give ROH a year or so just like we did NXT 2.0? Let's just see where it goes and it might actually get good. Maybe, but NXT wasn't behind a paywall. So, no, I'm not giving it a year. I'm not buying it. Um, It really depends because I want to see what they're going to really push on there. I'm sorry. Don't. Get... I like Wheeler Yuta, but I don't want him controlling a show i will say i did love joe's promo that he did um which i thought was kind of great but at the same time you, i think they need to t- treat roh more like they're developmental but if it keeps certain people off the main roster great mm-hmm. but people who are actually signed to that product <clears throat> should actually be one of the utilized somehow every every fucking week or it's close to every week you know and then or just you know just say you know what dude i don't know but that's where i'm my my feeling is on this matter yeah i can see that uh let's see splinter fox is making a bold thing he says uh 2023 i'm calling it like it is in all wrestling i'm even gonna try and watch raw smackdown and nxt that's gonna be a challenge I would say, um, go ahead. Yeah, I'd say start off probably with SmackDown. Yeah. Or if you like watching our show, then you should probably do it or do both. Um. So, but I, I, I'm like myself. I'm starting to toy into SmackDown. I have to remind myself on Fridays to watch, or you know, remember I have Peacock and wait for yeah. a week and then it'll show up but definitely you know i think those are the two yeah because no. no. isn't am i not mistaken because isn't cena going in his little booty going yeah it's on smackdown, on SmackDown. Yeah. yep see all December 30th 
yeah, that guy's no. there too. Yeah. Yeah. They have, all, I, I think a lot of my favorite talent are on SmackDown, but Legato. I don't know. This last week was a little rough. Um, let's see. Sweaterbox also says, uh, Joe going back is just a matter of time. And he says, Brian too, and believes that Brian will have his feud with MJF and then go back. Um, I don't know. I, I think that Brian's an interesting case. Cause I really feel like he just wants to have matches with people. He hasn't had matches with. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to wrestle even semi often. I don't know. Do you think he's going to resign with AEW or just stay off of any contract for another year? So he can just do shit like in Japan and stuff. Well, if he's with AEW, I think that he'll get the opportunity. Now, what's going to be interesting is when they're debuting in a couple weeks in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. That's his home. Are you going to highlight it about him? Is it going to be about Derby? Is it going to be about Swerve? But I think if we if there is any match to be had on that fourth, that really should be MJF versus you know, Brian Danielson. It should be because of where it is. And that should be the main event. But, you know, I don't book this shit. So, you know, whatever. But I think that's going to be a real telling tale to what his future may be. Yeah. So Fox says the rumor is that once, uh, once the current contract is up, he won't be wrestling full time. So I don't know. Uh, We'll see. That's what I meant is I, I know that he doesn't want to do full time after this current contract. But I'm saying, do you think that that means he's not re-signing with AEW or that he's just going to go without a contract in general for like a year so he can just kind of do spot appearances where he'd like to and when and then maybe go back to WWE to go into the Hall of Fame and maybe have a a retirement match at a Mania? Like, I could see him doing something like that. I could still see him being a year out. Also think that uh, with him is, I have a feeling that we're going to, if because I feel like he is almost like right now working part time. Yeah. You know, and because we don't see him as much because Mox is who we see. And it's interesting to me because remember going back to Phil Gate, um, mm-hmm. he was supposed to take time off, significant time off, and yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. So I've been curious about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk NXT or AEW first? Actually, I'm feeling NXT because yeah. there's a lot of good shit on there. NXT was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Swinfox says go NXT first. Let's do it. Let's talk Doing NXT. It. Uh, yeah, I thought actually it was pretty pretty solid. Um, do you remember the why between Carmelo Hayes and Axiom having a match? No. I couldn't figure out why they were having the match, but I saw it was opening and it was a cool match. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I just was like, so I guess we get Trick Williams and Axiom next. Like, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're doing other than just kind of putting together a match there to open the show. They'd be hot. It was cool. Like I said, mm-hmm. it was good. Don't get me wrong. But I kept feeling like maybe I was missing a story here other than just them being in the the Survivor match and talking their shit when they did yeah, yeah and i i don't know the next one with trick and axiom i'm like <laughs> i'm yeah. really curious how that's gonna look just because i don't think it's gonna look very good at all i think tricks tricks very good but he's got a long way to go to catch up to guys like carmelo and axiom yeah like i mean i think with axiom style it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be a good yeah. test yes but it's also not gonna 
be I don't want to say visually yeah. stimulating, but that's the only thing I can think of. It yeah, gonna look kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I mean, probably you didn't see. Nobody saw it from what I gather. Uh, Axiom had a match with uh, Mustafa Ali on main event. Well, I don't watch main event, but I'm not surprised. No one does. No <laughs> one does. But the fact that they work together, I saw a few clips here and there because they were doing some pretty impressive stuff. So. Oh yeah. Well, because yeah. Mustafa Ali is one of these ones that the most underutilized person at WWE. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't understand he, why Dexter Loomis has so much going on. It's so he, funny what they do to Mustafa. On Raw, they they I mean, in the middle of the, the Theory and Bobby Lashley feud, Theory's running through the back, Bobby's chasing him, and he picks up Mustafa and throws him at Bobby as a weapon. Uh Bobby says he wants a match, Mustafa says he wants the match, and Bobby throws him out of frame. <laughs> not to be seen again the rest of the show and then on this one bloodlines they're beating the shit out of everybody and the first person they're beating the shit out of is mustafa and it's so fucking funny that backstage he cannot catch a break uh let's see mm-hmm. after that we did have zoe stark versus nikita lyons mm-hmm. which i was pretty impressed to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. and what do you think about zoe going uh going to a bad guy here cheating i'm kind of liking it I'm kind of liking it because I think that it gives her more depth. I think she needs it. And she needed a little bit of a change. Yeah. I think she needs an edge to her that she can dig into. Cause I think good guy, Zoe happy to be here, hoping to compete, try hard and come back from the injury thing. It just wasn't connecting. And I think that even her promos have been disconnected. I think maybe because of that, I think this is something she might be able to dig her teeth into and like, all right, I'm just, by any means necessary getting to the top like this she would be great in bailey's little gang because she worked so well with you know with eo yeah Mm -hmm. that's true yeah so that'd be a good one for her because then it less reflects that bad girl kind of yeah yeah uh let's see Caden carter and katana chase oh and there was also that one bit in the back where cora jade was cutting the promo which cora mm-hmm. jade made me laugh the way that they cut to her and she's just like ugh, <laughs> already yeah. just rolling her eyes and just <laughs> oh my god she's got her little persona down so so great it's just yeah. sometimes she'll just have this look on her face not even like with the eye roll that ugh you know, yeah. just there's these looks that she just shoots, and it's great because it just totally adds to the whole, the whole thing. And I just, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see. I'm running kind of through some matches, and then there's also some segments that we need to get to as well. Let me see. Yeah. Um, I don't know what order they all happened, just because of the layout of this. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else about the Zoe Nikita match that you wanted to say? No, I just am. I'm just really enjoying. You know. It's making me feel like that Nikita Lyons is a little bit more than okay. Everyone just it, it's the body, boobs, yeah, whatever. I mean, this is a really great feud, and I'm really glad that they're really putting a lot into it. And they're both way. very, very strong physically. Yes, it makes it interesting. Yeah, and not only that too, but it really helps them with their development. So I'm really hoping with. Zoe Stark that she gets more she gets a chance to really kind of cut the promos kind of in the heel mode so yes. she gets more yep. comfortable yeah that's what I'm hoping yeah. yeah 
the women's triple threat, triple, triple, the triple threat tag team championship match. I was actually way impressed with. Also, when you think about it this way, Caden and Quintana defeating Toxic Attraction and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. You had six women in a tag team triple threat. And this match was really well put together and was not a clusterfuck. And on SmackDown, you had Hit Row, Viking Raiders, and Legado del Fantasma, and it was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Like, and those like, three teams I like are... It. I like those three teams. They're all mm-hmm. great. Well, I mean, Hit yeah. Row's got some growing to do. But well, yeah, they're but... still... But they can work a match. For yeah. them to just be... To make this sloppy mess of of TV time, but these six women put together a tight match, I was mm-hmm. fucking impressed. I was yeah. really impressed with every woman in this one. I didn't think yeah. anyone seemed like a weak link. That's probably, I would say that was probably for me, one of my favorite matches of the evening. Yeah, um, I could see that. I kind of also felt in a way, because like when Toxic Attraction came out, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, is this their swan song? And then they're going to move on. I wonder that, that too. That's what I was thinking when I was watching, when I saw them come out and then watching the match, because it was pretty much for for NXT and actually even like with women's tag team wrestling, that was like perfection. Yeah. Let's go there. Like very few, there's been very few that I can actually say of, okay, triple threat, you know, women's tag matches that I can actually say like, oh yeah, this is one that you need to watch because it just was solid. Now, I mean, I mean, who knows? And it, yeah. And we were talking about like with like Legato and them. That breaks my heart because Legato is like, I love Legato. They're fucking amazing. Viking Raiders, amazing. Mm-hmm. Hero, you know, you know. But still, that just bums me out to think that like two thirds of that that match, it was a mess. And it just it was, was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the women fucking knock it out. And even there was even a super. Like the finish was so clever. Caden rolling up that weird submission that remember I even said that submission Ivy does looks so awkward. I feel like that mm-hmm. something's off with it. Yeah. The idea that Caden was able to reverse it into such a way where it actually pins Ivy's shoulders down. You can see her struggling and she can't because of her because of how tight the hold is. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Uh yeah. I loved that finish. I think uh, they definitely were working on that because yeah. I think that it in you know, and kudos to them because, you know, I think that sometimes when you get these wins that are, and it's not always women, that you're reversing the other person's, you know, finishing maneuver, they can mm-hmm. be kind of, kind of yeah. And so yeah. that, that was impressive to see and the care that went into that. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, let me see. Oh, wait, this might help. Oh, man. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, no, okay. Oh, so they did the Alba Fire thing going on. So Grayson Waller, mm-hmm. Waller also opened up the show saying he wanted to take on uh, Braun Breaker mm-hmm. the way that Roxanne beat up Mandy Rose, which, by the way, I was really happy with how they mentioned Mandy Rose throughout the show. They didn't yeah, pretend she didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, which you can't you know deny was... Mandy over there. Yeah. I'm sorry. She did a lot of good over there. Yeah, and she set it. records. Like yeah. to try to pretend it also it would undermine Roxanne to not continue to talk about the importance of Mandy. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. So very classy on their end. Yes. Um 
So, I mean, Waller's running around backstage, keeps having segments where he's bumping into people. Um, he just made me laugh the whole evening. Yeah. Like, he was so like, good. Braun's not here. Okay. Braun yeah. is not here. And if you guys haven't heard the uh, After the Bell interview with Grayson Waller, fucking listen to it. Did you know he was an indie wrestler? You know, that shocked me. I was like, what? Yeah. Huh? I yeah. had no idea. He was the, like the top name in Australia. Did not know. Never that. heard of him. And, but but he, he never went to Japan and didn't go do these other things. He went from he Australia to here. States, like Brooksy and, you know, J- Jonah Roth, yeah. Reed, you know, for those who don't know, you know, yeah. those guys, you know, and that was a shocker, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And it's I never been part that. of his character. His character's always been the reality star guy, the guy who was on Survivor in Australia. Wow. Um, but he tells his own story, so it's worth telling um, oh, and listening yeah. to that. But uh, I have not listened to it, but I had saw some, you know, like little comments but here and there and i was like what he was an indie what did i not see him do it because i would have remembered seeing the guy but no mm -mm, no but australia has a lot of really great talent though um some people there's some that i'm kind of like i don't know but for the most part there are some pretty good people over there and that's what he talks about. That's why I'm suggesting take a listen to it. Uh, his interactions with the Don in the back, I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. His interactions with um, the Don, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, great, yeah. yeah. It made me. He made me laugh. No, he's, yeah, he's one that I, I continuously. He's totally grown on me, and I'm all for him. So, what do you think of the Wesley promo? He's getting good at you know doing these promos because I you know before. I don't think that, like, with a tag team, you get to really highlight a promo. Um, From my recollection of his days in um, Impact, I don't think they had a lot of things going on as far as promos go. So um, that's where, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, I enjoyed it. I'm like, where they're going with him? Are they going to continue? Who knows? I still keep seeing buzz around where people are like oh are they gonna put msk back together i don't know i I feel right now that no they shouldn't it'd be nice but i don't i I really don't think they should Hmm. yeah because then that whole storyline is in vain then that's true yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's true uh did you recognize oro mensa no he looks so familiar to me, and I could not place him. No the video package with him showing up. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know. Let's see, Apollo Cruz and Carmelo Hayes. Oh yeah, what do you think about that back and forth, Apollo Cruz and Carmelo? I was actually really. I think it's my favorite thing Apollo's done so far. I I was gonna say yeah. I'm like wow. Okay, finally we're get Apollo doing things that I thought he was probably gonna do when he first came. You know, so I'm like, this is very, this, this will be a good, this is going to be good between the two of them. But again, I have to wonder, I don't know, with Apollo, it's been very, you know, lackluster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Excited for that bit. Uh, the Isla Dawn and Alba Fire stuff. I know uh, it was a producer lady was really upset that uh, she didn't get to see Alba Fire versus Sol Ruka because she thought that yeah. match would be sick. And I was that like, yeah, but sick. now you hate Isla Dawn because she took away the match from you. 
I like all the stuff they're doing with Isla. She's a little bit crazy clownish, a little crazy witchish. Like, mm-hmm. I like it. I just don't know. What I like about it is I think that they're still keeping it from being supernatural. It's still just a crazy lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Isla Dawn kind of bothers me because mm-hmm. of how much she looks like one of my mortal enemies. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, oh, my skin crawls and I get all, oh, I'm like, Alba Fire, come on, girl, get up. Do it for me, goddamn it! <laughs> but, but I'm like, yeah, I wanted to see Silver and you know, an Alba Fire. I was all prepared. Yeah, I was not prepared for you know all of that crap. And then the ending with the laugh and the weird. Th- I'm like, it was getting cut a little weird. I'm like, okay, all right, we, we get the point. We get the point. But yeah, yeah. So I think the NXT owes us that match. Really, they do. Sooner than later. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't want it to lose the relevancy in my brain of how much I wanted to see that. I'm just looking up something real quick. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I'm excited for it. And I think that the idea that she's keeping us away from the match that we want is also a good thing. So, yeah, um, I'm going to address this uh, quickly because, you know, why not? Spinner Fox is saying, let's call it like it is. They fire Mandy Rose, but allow Isla Dawn to wear that attire in NXT, which is bullshit, total bullshit. But I guess you can wear that stuff on their product because that makes people watch and get them views, which turns into money. This is a fallacy. Those are two non-like arguments. Uh, those are not the same thing. You know, if you want to call it like it is, call it like it is. Those are um, adversely different things. If Isla Dawn were to then go on and create softcore porn, which she's contracted to not do under the name Isla Dawn they're going to have an issue with it. I mean, Brooker T even talked about it on his podcast and I thought he made the greatest comparison. He goes, when he was a kid, he watched Gilligan's Isle because of ginger. He goes, I love ginger. She goes, she was as sexy as a woman could be on TV. And he goes, but do you think for a second, if she started doing porn on the side, they wouldn't have dropped her from Gilligan's Island. Like there's a thing in entertainment and sponsorships and publicly traded companies and IP that is not strictly sex sells. You're talking about the difference between gratuitous nudity versus sexy attire. You know what I mean? To say, also, I think it's an unfair comparison to women to say that woman is dressing in a sexy way. She's no different than a sex worker. That's not fair. You know what I mean? But how is it okay? I'm going to throw this monkey wrench, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Okay, you have people who have done gay for pay porn. And this is mostly a male thing. How come it's okay for that? It's okay for like... Are they actively making it now? No. Then that's why it's different. <laughs> okay, well, duh. But I mean, but it's okay. But it seems like men get a pass for it's okay. Like, because I'm sure if there was somebody, like, if there was a woman who had a porn past and she started wrestling, I'm sure that would be a big no-no, though. That's happened, and it was fine. It was not a problem. Who who was it? What are you talking uh, about? Well, hold on. well, I know ECW's oh, a different James, beast because right? they had that. Mickey James had some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Who else? There was another, I want to say Caitlin or something. There was another woman during the Divas era who had done adult films. 
and it was fine that she couldn't do them while she was actively on their TV. That's the deal. So, uh, I mean, it has happened both sides. And also, if you want to make the argument they allow men to pass, I mean, I think there's a lot more to it. But someone else brought up Lars Sullivan was fired once his gay porn came out. Um, but I think also he was fired for not being able to um, handle his anxieties before his debuts and probably for all the homophobic slurs he spouted online prior to making gay porn. He was a mess. <laughs> he was a well, mess. That sounds like a mess. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that's too. Yeah, that's a little messy. But yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah. But I think that trying to equate what she did and where she's at to a woman dressing a certain way is yeah that no very close to that woman dresses like a prostitute like that's how close you are to saying that and i don't mm. think that either of those two things are true and also um, isla dawn shouldn't be wearing that let's go there a little too chunky for that oh i yeah. didn't mind how she was dressed at all I well, didn't I bother know, I know. I, i'm, I'm just... not bothered by it but i'm also not going to say that you're dressed a certain way therefore what's the difference yeah. between her and someone who's making yeah. porn no the no, big difference is that more, she's not making porn. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's not my outfit of choice for her. And then the second thing was like, God, go away because you're reminding me. I'm getting mad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spin Fox does say, but did you see her that attire? Come on. He says, I've never seen the Mandy stuff. Well, the Mandy stuff is way more explicit than what Isla was wearing. I'll tell you that. Uh, and he said, that attire, how are you going to tax him with that on? I did think that. I did think that while she was dressed that way in heels and stuff, I was like, that's yeah, those shoes, gotta be yeah, tough. No. You didn't show that up was, to fight. <laughs> no, okay. First of all, you know, when you get, you know, you're getting a good woman fight when the earrings come off or they're running down the ramp, taking off the heels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or they already come out barefoot. Okay. That's I used to get a kick out of that with Mandy. She'd go yeah. to the ring with heels that she could kick off when the fight began. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sashi would do the same thing. You don't come in like chunky platform heels ready to fucking throw down. No, because yeah. you could break your ankle. So dumb move there, girlfriend. Dumb yeah. move. Because yeah, I would have slept the leg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how long they're going to keep this uh, the, the Alba Fire thing going because they kind of really worked a hand injury, did they not? Yes. They did. Do you think she needs surgery? And they're writing Maybe. her off for a little bit? Maybe. And then she'll come back. Isla Dawn will do her thing, and Alba Fire will come back and take down her ass. Yep. I could see that. That could be cool. Oh, man. They're going to have such good matches. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, nobody's injured and nobody needs surgery, but I do think think that that was a vicious attack. And also, they need to keep Isla Dawn away from um, Roxanne right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And before we get to the main event, let's talk about, to me, Quite honestly, my favorite moment, I think, of the week. I was really thinking about it between Raw, SmackDown included, mm-hmm. AEW, and NXT. I think my favorite thing I saw on all of wrestling was the sit-down with Roxanne Perez and Booker T. Mm-hmm. I loved the video package they put together. I love that they told in this short little clip. How long is it? I probably even take a look, see how long it is. It's like three and a half minutes, so it was probably yeah. like four on TV. Um, they even went into some details about their own past and how close they are. And they had all these old pictures of Roxanne, the way that Booker was talking about her. They were showing mm-hmm. Booker's reactions to her getting her big wins. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was feeling emotional. I didn't tear up, but I thought that if I focused hard enough, I would. Mm-hmm. Um this was really cool. It was so cool, in fact, and so good that I had to call out the end time bros. 
let's see. I even because I'm gonna I'm reading out. I'm gonna tell you my DMs. I hit him up and I hit up Justin. I said, "What do you think of the Booker T segment?" And he said he thought the segment was was great because it was that that parent proud of their child kind of teacher proud of their student sort of moment that he thought was a really well done segment. And he says, getting to see the two moments, Roxanne winning the Iron Survivor in the championship of Booker breaking down, just absolutely proud of her is incredible. It's not often you see moments like that, but it's so touching when you do. And that's what I what I felt, and I was happy that he worded it. I thought he worded it perfectly that I would just read it and call him out because of yeah. how he is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – I loved it. I thought this was a perfectly put-together segment. And even the way that she talked to him, the, the look that they had for each other was so much mentor and – yeah, it was a proud pop-up moment and you could see it in their eyes and the way she looked at him was like, I'm a champ, you're a former champ. And he was like, yeah. you need to get those two hall of fame rings. And you could see it in his face that he like means it. Like he mm-hmm. thinks that there's nothing stopping her from having multiple hall of fame rings. Oh yeah. Um, And her asking for the advice and stuff. It was so fucking cool. I loved it. And we all know that my disdain for Booker T on uh commentary. We, yep. th- this I sat there and I'm like, why can't you be calm like this? No chicky, chicky, whatever, fuck. And, you know, whatever. Because then maybe I would enjoy it a little bit more. Okay. Because if you had presented Roxanne in that way on your commentary, with your commentary, I think I'd have a little bit more respect for what you do, sir, Mm. than that. And I, I mean, yes, it's kind of out of character what you see in the segment I mean, but it gave me a lot of really great insight to her their relationship and everything and just it was it was great it was very very powerful but again i just kept saying oh well you know why doesn't he you know like he needs to do that you know with his commentary but i do think for a dude who can be so goofy on commentary you know mm-hmm. Shucky ducky quack quack out of nowhere. <laughs> like I I think with a dude who can be so goofy, it's interesting to to see on the same at the same time that when he gets serious and when he gets authentic, you feel it. Like I also think about the um contract signing. We'd said it at the time. That might have been the best contract signing we've seen in years. The mm. way he handled the contract signing with Carmelo and Wes Lee yeah. was so good and authentic. And then he gets on commentary and he's a little goofier, you know, and it, I also liked this week him and Vic were going back and forth a little bit where Vic was asking him a question and Booker was kind of like, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? Like, it was this weird, like, I thought I answered that. Like, what the fuck? Like he was taking no shit and it was funny because Vic's like, yeah. what I'm asking is like, <laughs> but when you get those authentic Booker moments, I don't know that there's anybody who's gets it across as well as he does when you i mean there are guys who does like kevin owens definitely when he gets that authentic kind of speech to him you're like oh shit yeah. booker just can bring can elevate the whole thing when he gets super authentic and it's amazing yeah yeah i just i don't know i was just like where's this booker yeah yeah yeah, it's great. I mean, and so much so that, like, I mean, not just you, but Justin Time and the In Time Bros have been super crazy about their dislike for Booker on commentary as well. That that's why I was like, 
for if they also at the same time agreed with what you did even at the time with the contract signing was very good. That's why I was like, do you guys see what I'm seeing? Like, what do you think of this? And yeah, he was absolutely, they were on the same page. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This is funny. Splinter Fox is trying to be contrarian for no, for the, just the sake of it. He says, I'm not interested in rocks. I just don't see it. Her match with Indy a few weeks was meh. Her, uh, she was dominated the whole match. I just don't see it. Sorry, not sorry. I don't know if you understand underdogs. Um, rocks in the main roster, in my opinion, would get woman handled and thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, then you missed her appearance on SmackDown, where she was in a match with uh, was it Shotzi and Raquel against Damage yeah. Control, and mm-hmm. Roxanne did fantastic against Bailey uh, and Dakota and Io. She worked amazing with them, like. She is small, and that's part of how they work the match. They work it like she's small. The idea that Indy was manhandling or womanhandling Roxanne was to tell the story, you know, on a more on a very basic level. Indy is oversized and overpowering Roxanne. How is Roxanne going to get out of this? She is going to be dominated most of this match. She's going to have to get clever. She's going to have to dig in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what that's what that is. It was built to also make Indy look strong, and it yeah. did. Indy dominated, you know, and then and then lost the match because Roxanne's just that much more clever or whatever the finish was. I forget, but oh yeah, but yeah, Roxanne's gonna be around for thirty years, so buckle up. Yeah, but so will Indy, as long as they keep Indy. away from Doctor. Yeah, um, Indy's going nowhere, or yeah, I don't mean like going nowhere fast, but I mean like she's not going anywhere. She's staying here. Like she'll be here a long time. She's got a lot of really good everything to get her there. I think what's interesting is the way that they're rebuilding her character to be serious and like an old school wrestler. Yeah. Which is kind of funny when I think about it because Raquel Gonzalez, when she showed up, she was supposed to be like a female Stan Hansen and even carried a mm-hmm. cowbell and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I get more Stan Hansen vibes off of Indy the way that she wrestles now. Really? Yeah, not that, I mean, just in, in as far as women's division goes, she's just kind of a big lumbering, in a sense, like a powerhouse. Like, she's she knocks him out with DDT. She wins with a superplex. She kind of reminds me of that old school, classic, just take no shit kind of guy. Woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see that. Yeah, Fox says, uh, I just don't see it. I love HBK. He was an underdog in that era, too, with Vader, Mankind, Sid, Land of Giants, and such. Yeah, I mean, and Roxanne's going to be kind of there. When I met Roxanne, she was also really nice and nervous. It was funny. Because um, I was backstage at that WrestleMania thing. It was really cool to see her meet Seth Rollins. It was very much like you could see it all over her face. Like, oh my god, oh my god. This is her fangirl moment. Yeah. yeah. But... She was kind of small. I thought that too when I met her. And when I remember meeting Bailey, I remember thinking Sasha was small. Bailey did not seem as small as I thought she might be. And uh, Roxanne was was tiny. Yeah. Um, is Becky average or is she kind of small? She's she's closer to an average height. Like she's just a just a little shorter than me. Okay. She's taller than than most of the others. Uh, Liv Morgan was a little bit closer to becky size but just a little shorter so really? i, I think liv's gonna be well then again liv was wearing heels she always does so uh right it was really cool uh raquel rodriguez was wearing heels in the back too and she was just a beast just yeah, a like, whoa. Yeah. 
It's like, Are do you doing not up care. there? The weather yeah. like. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was impressive. Uh, now to to talk Indy Hartwell for a second. Electra Lopez defeating Indy Hartwell. I know that makes Splinter Fox very mad, but I thought that the win was very good for Indy. Mm-hmm. It took brass knuckles. Electra Lopez had to cheat, which means Indy's going to get her win back. She's going to defeat Electra Lopez clean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Electra has to cheat to beat Indy. It makes Indy look good. And then Indy's going to get that back. I think it's dope. Oh, did I skip you? Do you have anything else you want to say about the Roxanne Booker thing? It was just. No. Mm-mm. No, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, they could have. I was hoping that maybe there was a little bit of a longer segment that they didn't air, but I don't think there was, right? Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of neat. That would have been nice. A little extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with all the behind-the-scenes pictures, they always leak of all the events and stuff. I'd really like to see a few behind-the-scenes pictures of Booker and Roxanne after the win. Because he oh, yeah. ran over there after she won that title. Yeah, he did. He yeah. just left commentary. He's like... Yeah. Vic's probably like, I got nothing that? to say to you, Vic. I got to yeah. talk to her. Like, it's like goodbye. You mean nothing yeah. to me. Let's see. He was like, he was like, out of here. Yeah, Spinner Fox says I'm an Indy Bailey Rio fanboy. Not gonna hide it. Yeah, dude. No, we're all here to fan out. Um, I think. I mean, in your wanting to see Indy win, I think you're you're not seeing the forest through the trees on that the losses she's had has made her look like more of a force and have made her look like she's building like dude, Indy in two or three years is going to be unstoppable and it's yeah. going to be nuts. Yeah. Indy also needs to get the uh, Dexter Loomis stink off of her. Yes. That's what it's she's trying to there. do right now. I mean, you can at me at this one because yeah. it's still there. It's going to be there for a lot of people. So definitely, the- you know, the biggest issue yeah. she's going to have is if she gets called up to Raw and if they want to try and rehash Dexter yeah. indie shit. No. And she needs to not. This is the best indies that ever looked. Yeah. No. Um, let's see. Well, let's talk. Let's see. Uh, this is why they should never rehire him. I don't disagree with you, dude. I don't know what yeah. he's bringing at this point. Yeah, no. Um, let's see. The New Day versus Briggs and Brooks. They had a little backstage thing with Kiana James buying out uh, Fallon's bar or trying to buy it, gets a lean on it. Uh, you know, they've been going back and forth with this bar thing for a while. Yeah. I guess we're going to get Fallon versus Kiana, which I'm not against. It's interesting. This feels like a sitcom happening around a TV show or happening around a wrestling show. Like, mm-hmm. this is the most sitcom it is. Even the way with his sitcommy shitty comedy as it was it was all happening in the venue <laughs> yeah this is the not one that's the, on set yeah this one keeps yeah. going to a set and it's not like it feels like you're going to a bar it feels like a it feels like a, a bar you'd see in how i met your mother like this is clearly yeah, the set a, yeah but for the bar technically <laughs> on a tv show you know we're not supposed to know that's a set it's a bar it might be like a real part. Okay, I'm sorry. That but was it look like Cheers it. was perfection. Okay. Cheers was so good. Yeah, it was so good. It was in a bar, right? The love boat. Yeah. Okay. On a creation. That was kind of perfection for that day and time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we all know what it is. It's not real. They yeah. filmed it at Universal. God damn it. That sounds That is true. We know that. Um but we did end up with all of that. Um 
the New Day was talking mad shit on Pretty Deadly in the back for a little bit. Brooks and Jensen or Brooks and Briggs got some match somehow here. I don't know how. Uh, but the New Day got the best match out of Brooks and Jensen that we've ever seen. That's why New Day is there. Yeah. Let's go. For, yeah. Let's let's say that because I was like, at first, like I had kind of turned my attention away. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's Brooks and Jensen. No. No. And I looked again and I'm like, well, God damn it. You know? And then... This was like, I was more glued to this one than any of their other matches. And it's because of, I think this was a great move of bringing New Day down, giving them the belts, and working Mm -hmm. with all all these teams. So not just, you know, who they're going to hand that torch to, but working with everybody. And I think that's great. Because the teams that um, you don't necessarily, you didn't need are gone like that. Like, legato they're gone you know but now that 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 match then i'm like oh you know maybe who knows but just seeing that will be will be good i want to see schism and new day that'll be kind of cool yeah yeah but i liked how you know new day is kind of jokey and you got those that was the only time i've ever really been interested in what pretty deadly has to do or say yeah I agree with that for sure. Yeah, because I was like, okay, if New Day is making me interested in those two clowns, that means something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think that they did an awesome job. Um, I mean, so much so that even it was the first time I've seen that I can recall that Mm -hmm. after the match, the crowd started chanting, that was awesome. Like, like they were so invested in the match, they forgot to say this is awesome. Yeah. And then afterwards they're looking at her like, holy shit, like what, what do we just get? You know? Yeah. Um, let's see, Spinner Fox is saying he has a problem with this because they bring the new day to build tag teams. He goes, You need more than just four tag teams. Also, out of four major ones there, I just don't see them beating them. Uh I mean, I don't think they have only four. Like, I mean, if I just glance through it, I, there's some tag teams they haven't established well. Like Chase University could easily oh. have two tag teams come out of it they just haven't done much with um you got brooks and briggs you got the creed brothers you got uh stacks in the dawn carmelo and trick could easily be a tag team they're teaming together already they just haven't done tag team matches um anofi and malik you got pretty deadly schism Um, schism you got um veer and was it Shango, Shango, yeah, Shango, mm-hmm. Shango. You got them. Um, yeah, you said schism. Um, um, let me see, looking through it. Trying to think Steve of who brothers, else. Pretty deadly. I'm looking through their roster. Coffee, wasn't coffee part of uh, Gallus or whatever? Yeah. So they're still there. They're just not there. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, you know what's interesting? Hmm. Totally forgot about Quincy Elliott. They've really pulled back on him. Oh, yeah. They're probably like, ah, going back Which to the drawing good. board. That's probably uh, a decision. Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong could easily be teamed up to do some what? stuff. Okay. What is going on with Roddy? I have no idea. I'm just saying when he comes back. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, I keep thinking to myself, 
you know, Triple H somehow, why do I feel like somehow Adam Cole's never going to get to wrestle again on AEW, but then all of a sudden we have part of Undisputed Era is going to come back. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, And then obviously the team that's going to do it, the team that's going to take the titles off of New Day, Mm -hmm. Von Wagner and Robert Stone. Oh, please. (laughs) No. No. Obviously. I I don't need to see Robert Stone wrestle. I don't. Well, good, because he's not good at it. So Uh, That's why he's a manager. Yeah. That's why they keep him. Okay. One day, if you were to ask Triple H a question, what question Um, would you ask? I'll tell you what I'd ask. What the fuck do you see in Robert Stone? Yeah. I would ask anybody who works at WWE who has those kind of responsibilities. Shawn Michaels, anybody. Like, why the fuck? What the fuck? That's all I want to know. I don't care about, you know, whatever and whatever, you know, you know, Sami Zayn, you know, being an Uso, don't understand that or whatever. No, I'd ask, why the fuck are you guys invested in Robert Stone? What the fuck good has he ever done? Yeah, I can I uh, can't disagree with that. Yeah, uh, but that was a, a, a NXT in a nutshell. Um, mm-hmm. I do think though, I really feel like the team that they're building here, mm-hmm. the one that no one's thinking about much. Don't say I Robert Stone is, and Von uh, Wagner. No, I think that it's going to be uh, Malik and Anofi. I think they're going to yeah. be built as a as a strong, strong team, and they're going to be the ones to get the titles off of uh, New Day. That's that's my belief. That's what you've been saying since episode one, actually. Yeah. I've been saying mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I know I've call, said it off air more it. than on air, but yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, the only other thing I can think of would be uh, I don't even know, honestly, the, the Creed mm-hmm. brothers. But I see the Creed brothers going um, on main roster before they would beat New Day. True. So, yeah. Huh. So uh, that I looked up that dude. Um, I already forgot his name. Oro Mensa. His name was mm-hmm. Oliver Carter on the Indies. He was a Swiss guy. Oh, I think I know who that is. No, that's someone else. Never mind. Yeah. Swiss Western that? Classic Wrestling, Rest- West Side Extreme Wrestling, Rising Sun. Oh, German. German Hurricane. Yeah. German Wrestling. Yeah. So he was well, mostly was he in the UK. UK? Yep. He made his that. NXT UK debut against Cassius Ono. Ooh. And he was a jobber there for a little bit, and then they brought him over. So yeah, oh, interesting, Ooh. interesting. All right, oh. uh, well, let's talk some Ada. Yeah, Ada. Although Swift Fox says to bring back the Rascals, I could see. You know, it would be interesting mm. if Wesley's doing his thing and they bring, they bring back Trey, Miguel, and Trey and Nash as mm-hmm. an MSK redo kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but all right, AW kicks off. With Ricky Starks, and it was fine. Moving on, Death Triangle. What? (laughs) (laughs) So Ricky Starks was cutting this promo like a badass. And then Judas hits, and I'm like, fuck. Why did you say fuck? Because Jericho... Well, the funny thing is, is in his retort, Ricky said called Jericho a clout vampire yeah and that was exactly my concern so i'm like so ricky's fully aware Mm -hmm. 
that he's in a program now with Jericho because Jericho sees him as important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He sees him as hot. Ricky's the hot new thing. So yeah. Jericho wants a program so Jericho can get the heat yeah. off of Ricky and put it back on himself. You know what I mean? So Jericho's done yeah. with everyone. Name anyone mm-hmm. who on the other side of the Chris Jericho program was in a very good spot. And the yeah. only one MJF was in a bad spot right on the other side. He had to build himself back out. And MJF came in without the Jericho stuff and was already at that level, right? It stagnated MJF during a time when MJF could have been growing, right? Yeah. And to say that MJF's the only person you can think of also kind of proves the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting to me to hear him say that because that acknowledges that Ricky's fully aware that Ricky's hot right now, and that's why Jericho wants to be in a program with him. And I'm curious to see how Ricky's going to navigate. You know, will he be able to navigate this in a sense that doesn't cool him off the way that Jericho sends, tends to cool off everybody? Um, with Ricky, here's how I think this is going to go down. Okay, he obviously called his shot for Seattle. And first of all, fuck you for doing that in the city that I would have liked to gone to, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I'm surprised that he didn't go through his goons. Well, he hasn't yet. He's gonna. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, this is just the start of it. That's how we get there. Well, I know, but but you don't know because now that um, the guy I now call the. Um, the light-skinned version of Ocean Spray. Mm-hmm. Whatever his name is. Yeah. He's also on the cruise. I'm like, how funny? Are you putting all the light-skinned guys together? Hmm, interesting. Another thing like top light. Anyway, sorry. I noticed that. I noticed the weird mm. things. Anyways, no. I was a little shocked by this, but, it, you know, Ricky knows. Okay? If he doesn't know, he's stupid. But he knows. He needs to, basically, whatever is given to him, he needs to just nod and say, yes, sir, and do mm-hmm. it and take it up the ass. Because why? That's the only way you're going to get anywhere in that company. And I believe I said that to him before he ever went there. And that's why I never wanted him to go there. Because it's not about him. And he wants mm-hmm. it to be about him. But it's not going to be that way. He hasn't proven himself. People just love the fact that he can roast somebody. Oh, yeah. man. And he roasted oh, Jericho, Jericho so uh, good here. Yeah, the air fryer. You know. Yeah, you look like an air fryer. So good. Oh my god, I was like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, like, that and now crazy. he's like, and now you look really good. You look like a, a shredded. You know, uh, what was it? A single dad off his fifth divorce. divorce. You're looking great. He goes, I love it. I love. I love the way he said that. He I goes, and now you're looking. Now. Yeah, and now you're shredded like a single dad after his fifth divorce. I love it. I love it. I was yeah. like, <laughs> and you see, that's where it's like when you look at the promo skills of Ricky, you're like, oh yeah, he's the rock. No. Okay. He's got his own spin to this damn shit. I mean, that was him. It was classic. Like, he, you know, like he put it in a way that it was like, okay, maybe he thought about what he was going to say. I don't know about that with this one. The MJ. I agree. This one felt a little, it felt like he, maybe, but yeah. But no, I think he was feeling the moment. Okay. And I think once the air fryer one came off, I think that one he had thought about. 
because then it just kept going like the tr- it steamrolled mm-hmm. like it was going because the crowd felt it and they just thought it was hilarious and he just kept going like let me just throw out some things and that's what I thought and um it was it it was damn hilarious now it was great was it funny to like see bo- everybody's reaction because he's obviously fr- he is friends with um fat shamer and with uh danny boy over there mm-hmm. and it was really kind of funny for me just to see how they just were like what the fuck because even the look on sammy's face it's like okay he's roasting you kid and normally this is mr i don't sell for shit and he mm-hmm. like just on his face that look was like what the fuck like yeah like that threw him for a loop so obviously yeah. you know that was that was that was kind of genius in that whole promo because both of them were like that. Even Jericho with those that wide-eyed thing, mm-hmm. I don't even think that Jericho because that blank look when they would show him up close and he was just kind of staring, and you just saw like in his eyeballs and the pupils you could see it. He yep. did not. I don't think he expected that. But boy, he got uh, yeah. the face with that, and I'm sure Tony Khan didn't expect Ricky to do that. Hope not. Nope, not at all. Mm-mm, not at all. So that goes brings me back to the fact that um, I also wanted to say that I noticed after uh, episode one, uh, how I believe yes, episode one, I had mentioned that he really was, shouldn't be banking off of Phil Brooks's name. Did we now mm-hmm. know? There was another interview he had done since episode one. And his fucking, his shit shifted. Do I want to say he listens to the show? I think so. And I'm right. So if you're listening, you know I'm right. Because you shifted it again. Yeah. Who, you know, who inspires you with like the promos and stuff. Didn't say people like punk or whatever because he used to. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, well, you know, my mom, because, you know, la, la. And I'm like, you know better. Yeah, it's a better way to go, yeah. Better way to go. So yeah. um, you can thank me for that. <laughs> I'd like a front row ticket at Revolution. Chase Center. He'll settle for a Darbay figure. That, too. I want both. <laughs> I like, root the salt when it comes to this shit. I want it all. I want it now, Daddy. Yeah. So he's bringing Stroke Daddy back, I think, right? Because this is the second time he's referenced it. Yeah, I think so. The promo. So I would love to see an upgraded version of the jersey. And please not let it be white. No. And two, I want to tell his gear maker. One, the next time his gear maker posts things, I'm going to say, can you, can you ask Sandra how she made his ass look good? I can tell you why. It's that gusset in the back because then it doesn't sag. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm tired of looking at him sag. Like, you know, come on. Anyways. Yeah. Enough said. Ricky Stark's train out. Here for the dude butt. Here for the yeah, dude butt. But this was so good. Oh, yeah. And his He's butt just been really good in those pants. Home run after home oh, run with this guy right that now. That was the other thing that I was very bothered by. I, you know, I, I kind of was bothered by. I'm like, well, first of all, like, okay, you don't need. To grab grab the junk down there, sir, and then trying to unzip your pants so the Jericho the jassholes. I liked that. That was good. Mm-hmm. I think that came off the cuff, the way he said it. Oh yeah, you can have that one for free. So I'm like, this was great. But 
I'm like, we didn't need to try to take off your pants. We don't need to see that. And this is coming from me, who yeah, says, I don't believe it. No, I'm serious. I'm I'm like, there's a time and a place, and that is very inappropriate. It's not that inappropriate. I think it's inappropriate. Ben uh, Fox says uh, Hook should have been the one to save Starks. He goes, I know Jericho's project and Dreddy, but the feud seem like they got the wrong assignments. Hook and Jungle Boy just doesn't seem right. I agree. The Hook and Jungle Boy thing makes no sense at all. Yeah. And because of the whole Team Taz thing, it would have made sense if Hook came out to help Ricky. Yeah. Just because he didn't think it was right what was going on. But like the Jungle Boy thing makes no fucking sense. But... Well, it could be, you know. Two like heartthrobby looking guys. Yeah, that's the I only agree. thing I can think of with it. You know, maybe um, you know you never know. Maybe like Taz was a fucking Luke Perry fan like me. Okay, who who we don't know. Yeah, maybe we don't know. Um, after this was the Death Triangle match. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say on that? So I'll say this too. After this, the show kind of like was uh, on a steady decline of good. Like it just was getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it picked up for the main event. So like everything well, in be- between, I I didn't care for. Um, well, anything I'll about the Elite say- match that you want to talk about? No, because it okay. came out how I knew it was going to come out. Yeah, it was obvious. We already know. Like basically, Tony Khan, you shit the bag when you told us that the last one. Is going to be whatever you in the Spanish like ladder match, whatever how he called yeah. it, whatever. The women's match was not a gimmick match. Splinter Fox says my favorite match was the gimmick match. The main event was the women's match. It's not a gimmick match. Yeah. The Death Triangle was. Are you talking about Death show. Triangle, Splinter Fox? Yeah, or that opened mean, the show. Or is Marsh going to yell at you because you know you're like posting shit that doesn't Lies. make sense? I don't know. Um, I'm trying for you, buddy. I'm trying for you, man. Yeah. But no, it, yeah, no. I mean, that the trio's match opened the match. To... Oh, he's making fun of me, saying it. He's saying it sarcastically. Gimmick match, start oh. sarcastic. Uh, such a WWE match. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Khan lives the dream. Yeah. Man, I mean, seriously, had a Christmas like... tree and everything. It's funny yeah. he says I like that stuff. I even was it last week they announced that they're doing the Miracle on 34th Street match on SmackDown and out loud I went, "Ah, oh, fuck me. Like I hate that match every year. It is the single worst match of the year every well, year." You know, I'm waiting for a company to do the Charlie Brown Christmas tree match. That would be awesome. But no one's going to do it. Where they all just so. stand around it. Where all of them have dance break and they all do the little dances like the people. Oh, that'd be great. Know. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah. I just I didn't like anything about. I didn't. I was hardly paying attention, and then I kind of skipped it. We did get. Uh, and like you said, it's going exactly the way that everyone thought it would go. Like, there's mm-hmm. no. I don't get what they think they're doing. I just don't. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Renee interviews Brian Danielson. I mean, no, it didn't pick up for me until all of a sudden you get Tony Schiavone in a ring with fucking Rick Ross. And my thing is this. What the fuck is Tony Schiavone doing in a ring with Rick Ross? Yeah, let's get to that in just a second. I will say that it's a huge flub to have Daniel Bryan call out MGF and then have Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway walk out. I know that that, you could hear the crowd. We get pissed not because they were putting heat on Ethan Page. It was. This is the wrong thing to do for the show. 
Yeah, but Tony Khan doesn't think so. He thinks this is brilliant booking. It was go away heat for sure and heavy and loud. As Ethan's page starting to say stuff, he's having to scream into the microphone because he's being washed out by the shut the fuck up chants and the boos that were just, it felt like Ronda Rousey right after the rumble Mm. where the crowd was just hijacking the thing, just saying, we don't like you. (laughs) We don't want you here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anyone could have come out and got a massive pop if they just stopped Ethan page. Like when Bailey came out in that segment, to save Rhonda, Bailey got a massive pop. When Becky came out after that, massive pop because everyone just didn't want Rhonda. They did not yeah. want Ethan Page here. When you told them, hey, I'm MJF, come on out. And everyone goes, oh shit, we're going to see MJF. Our favorite bad guy we love to hate because mm-hmm. he's a true heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get fucking Ethan Page and Stokely. It's a bad yeah. move, man. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll say this too. This is totally out of, out of page here huh because it was in san antonio it made me miss thunder yeah i was really missing thunder i thought she because it was in texas i was like why don't you have her do a vignette an update you know what i mean yeah come on back say hey you know here's some tacos yeah maybe she doesn't get physical maybe she maybe she comes out to give an update and then she gets face to face with someone and she's like you know tells them you know you can't touch me i'm not cleared and goes the second i am though i'm gonna knock your teeth out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like start something start the wheels going like yeah that was a missed opportunity yep no come Um, safe at least nubby dad have a tamale you know funny they got an hbk chant going yeah i didn't understand that but whatever uh Samoa Joe had a pre-taped little segment wishing I happy holidays it. to Wardlow. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was so you good. smug, I, I loved it. Yeah. At first I was all like, oh, man, they do nothing with Joe. And then as he was talking, I was like, this is such a good use of Joe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like best Joe ever. Ever. And I was like, God damn it. Why don't we get this Samoa Joe all the time? Fucking mm-hmm. sarcastic, kind of witty. I enjoy yep. Joe. The king. What is he? The king of TV. Yeah. Yeah. TV king. I like that. Where's my king of TV T-shirt? Okay. No, we don't need more T-shirts. Well, it would be in black, but Samoa Joe's I like because they're a little bit more classy. Let me say this: Ricky Stark's new T-shirt, very disappointing. Yeah, there's been a lot I, of bad merch coming out lately. I'm from both yeah, companies. But I, I want to ask him if he would let me have the logo, his logo, because I want to make my own shit. Like, you, because actually, what? I did want to make a jersey. His start, the starts that's on his ass. Send it to me. I'll make you a version of it that's clearer. Thank you. Uh, Spitter Fox says, I think Thunder is done with AEW. I love Thunder and all, but I really don't think she will wrestle again. She's making music now. Jane, you, know, you ignorant slut. Um, that was a Saturday Night Live reference. Uh, um, and like 70s Saturday Night Live reference. So it's super topical. But I was going to say, well, that's not the 70s. <laughs> it was Dan Aykroyd and Jane. Um, yeah. Oh my God. What was Jane's Jane last Curtin. name? Curtin. Jane Curtin. Um, We're old. She's definitely, I think I, if in my heart, I believe she's done with AEW, but I also think that if you're Tony Khan, you don't let her be done with AEW, you fix this shit, right? But 
I think she will absolutely wrestle again. I think she is going to probably pop up in WWE by adventure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Fox <laughs> says Joe's not caring. He's just uh, throwing stuff at the wall, waiting to return back to WWE. Dude, I can't wait for him to come back to WWE. It's going to be so dope. I hope he comes back and is still the double champ and just they have to vacate it. Because I hope he just like shows up and goes, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this bullshit title. <laughs> Can you imagine? Bullshit. What, what is he bullshit. doing here? Were, weren't you a champion somewhere else? Oh, no, not really. I guess. I don't care. Weren't I don't care. You guys can have it. I left it. TV it's in their locker room. Else? I don't even want it. I never wanted it then. He's so good. Yeah, I left it at long uh, fucking Texas Roadhouse. I'm sure Jericho will find it. Yeah, it'll be under nuts. Under D's yeah. nuts. It's under D's mm-hmm. nuts at Texas Roadhouse. Jericho's fave. Was that Longhorn? I think you were there. I, I don't know. Um, I don't go into Texas Roadhouse. That's the one Willie Nelson used to own, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Willie. But in fact, says, I don't you see it. Thunder WWE. WWE. She hates the drama. Oh my God. She don't care for it. Uh, you be. <sighs> you would hate drama too, okay? Yeah, if you had but... to put up with Baker. He says her oh, true love is Mission Pro. That's why she's going to focus on music. If you think that the drama backstage is in WWE right now, you are like, I don't know what you're reading. The, right now, the drama is in AEW. You WWE mean, backstage you, is pretty fucking hunky dory. Did Did you not? Do you not know who Phil Brooks was? Okay. Did you not have a, a man bite Kenny Omega? That's not drama. Well then, fuck! I don't. What is that then? Yeah, is that like Thunder's going to WWE, East, and I'm like... going to get my WWE Elite Thunder Rosa figure. Actually, Spinner Fox, buy me the Thunder Rosa uh, Blood and Guts figure. Just buy it for me, Spinner Fox. Spinner Fox, still buy a ringside me the, exclusive. Um, Spinner Fox, buy me the Darby. Well, I mean, he can't make magic. He said I have to buy it myself. What a dick. I'm blocking Oh, I'm you know what you can buy? <laughs> you can buy me the yeah. Colt Cabana Major Bendy. Anybody who buys oh, yeah, me the Colt good. Cabana Major Bendy, you will like so be in my heart. You don't even know. Yeah, and then get me the Conrad Major Bendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hook versus Exodus Prime. That was his name. What? Yeah, I guess. Well, well, uh, why are Hook... you stealing from the Transformers? It's stupid. Uh, biblical Transformers. Out is, um, teenage Mutant Ninja Snail or something, you know? Yeah. People, they're indie names. Um, Hook yeah. won in a really short match, and then Stokely's beating up Jungle Boy in the back in a very, very bad beatdown where Lee yeah, Moriarty and Big Bill where Lee Moriarty and Big Bill are like completely missing everything they're doing and Jungle Boy's having to sell it. It looked like total shit. Uh, And then Jungle Boy ends up in the uh, dumpster uh, where the whole segment should have gone. And then Hook Hook like (sighs) walks up the thing looking all sort of upset, but not really. You know, he would be mad if he were eating plain potato chips. Yeah, and and Fox says it too. He didn't even try to save the save the day. He just kind of like slowly walked in the back. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got priorities. Moxley and Darius Martin. What'd you think about this? Because I just 
um, I didn't like the fact that, you know, Mox and his little promo when he cut it. Oh, the kid injured something. He's injured. He's injured. Oh, yeah. That's dumb. Okay. Come on. You know, the, the kind of wrestling they do compared to you, sir, totally, totally awful. The blood was not necessary, Mox. I'm sick of it. Yeah. And then I couldn't tell if Darius, it was his blood or if it was Mox's blood, but I'm just like, I'm over the blood with Mox. Neither um, could commentary. They couldn't yeah. figure out who's bleeding either, which is a really yeah. bad sign. If there's yeah. blood on the mat and no one can tell who it's coming from, that's a bad thing. Well, it's not more dramatic. It's just confusing. It was Mox because the cut on the head, but I didn't realize. I was like, is Darius bleeding too? Or is that just from Mox? I, I didn't know. That's where I didn't know. But yeah. I think that for what it was, it was okay. I would think that this is probably one of the most least selfish Mox matches where I felt that um, he gave Darius a little bit a chance to shine a little. Whereas I don't think he's really done that with other people. I don't know that it made Darius look all that good storyline wise, though. Yeah, a couple well, moments in the match, he had a few things. Point for it. But I didn't understand the point. But Moxley cuts that promo where he's kind of talking shit on Darius and then beats him. So it's like Darius got a couple good hits in, but that was kind of it on the mm -hmm. larger scale. So it's like, yes, he got a little more in, he got to shine a little bit, but like overall how we got here, which like you said, there wasn't much of a story to begin with, but that promo was enough of like, he's talking shit. Now, now Moxley talks shit and beats up the little guy. Yeah, great. <laughs> like fine. So yeah, I don't know where you go from there. If you're Darius, you're bad. You at this kid. Your brother, you do your thing. Yeah. See you on the cruise. Um, I really didn't like Gun Club versus FTR, if I'm being honest. I don't I like think... Gun Club, period. And I don't understand why, of all the teams, all of the teams in AEW, they fucking lost to the Gun Club. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, they're jabbing them out. Yeah, it's bad. Do you think FTR goes back to WWE? I've heard a lot of people say Probably. they think they will. Probably. But... I think... I think with Triple Let's H in charge, it's really possible. I, I I didn't want to say wait to see to see after Wrestle Kingdom, but I really don't want them to lose to Yoshihashi and fucking Goto. That's stupid. Oh, Pretty I was really stupid. pissed when I found out because on commentary they mentioned they're the Triple A World Champions or uh, Tag Champions. That annoyed the shit out of me because they didn't show up to the Triple A show out here. Penta did, so it's not like you guys were. Double book. Well Penta, well, Penta is Penta. Yeah, Penta could do whatever he wants. So could FTR. Yeah, I know. They probably didn't want to. They're like, what? Penta didn't get there on a magic fucking carpet. I'm saying they could have made it there and still you... made it to Dynamite. You don't know how Penta got there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say that. His mask have... made him a magic carpet for him to fly there. No way. If he had a magic carpet, it would be the coolest looking magic carpet. It would. It would be fucking badass. It would yeah. be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But you got the Flip Sanjay. Gordon. Yeah. Flip was good. Okay. Don't make fun of Sanjay Dutt. I know you're going to go there. Okay. No, this That's whole the thing was 
go ahead say all you want about it because all i gotta say about it was it was as skippable as as skippable as any segment could have been for them to have sanjay Dutt out there rapping shittily with the acclaimed who i don't believe well, are great rappers either thing is shit anyway he worked yes. with what he had but i will say yes. this okay that is my homie sanjay dutt the original player from the himalayas sure. and i thought that was great <laughs> and i'm like all i have to say is this chris jericho why isn't that man on the goddamn jericho cruise because mm. that man is a treasure and i think right now he's probably the best manager that AEW has. That could very well be. Mm-hmm. But Except I don't count for... Vicky. I love Vicky. Okay, but Vicky doesn't yeah. count because Vicky is in the league of her fucking own. Okay. Yeah. She's above. But I'm talking Stokely's a piece. That Stokely, I've never enjoyed Stokely Hathaway. Okay. Jose the assistant. No, he's right. Fucking Alex Ibrahantes. After the whole fucking Grim Reaper thing, I, I'm over him. Go back to QVC. You probably made some good money on QVC. But anyways. Um, but no, I yeah. Sanjay, Sanjay that I was like, that's the homie. I was like, go back to your roots. Come back like how you were, like vintage ring of honor, come back in the fucking the like the fucking track suits and shit. All good. Mm-hmm. Steal fucking uh goddamn uh, what's his face's fucking Kangol hat that he loves. Mm-hmm. Uh what's his face? Jake Hager. Yeah. Uh, Spinner Fox says, Marsh, be careful. Jeff was in the rap. That's your bud. Did Jeff rap in it? Yes, he did for a little. That's funny. One more I didn't sentence. even catch that. I was so out on it. Oh, uh, I know. But... You, you missed that. I was like, Jay Lethal, who... don't talk. Don't rap, dude. You're too white. Anyway, sorry. You know who's a better manager than Sanjay Dutt? Rick Ross. <laughs> oh, are we considering Rick Ross a manager now, though? Okay, hold He's on. He's definitely on. a manager now. He said it's official, no, mogul it, enterprises no. or whatever. So is he going to be with fucking yes. Swerve and the Goons? He put squad? on the sweater too. He's part of them now. He did not put That's on it. the sweater. He grabbed it. He was holding it up over his He's shirt like it was NWO. It on. Okay, because it wasn't going to fit. He held okay. it up the best he could. Tell me what you thought of the segment. Okay, first of all. The moment of the night was the quote to Keith Lee. You're a big motherfucker. I, I I lost my shit and I was just like, this is the like the best segment ever. I said to myself, does it rival what Ricky Stark said about, you know, the air fryer and um, the five-time divorcee? No, but there was some kind of like truth. There was obviously truth to that, but it just coming from another big dude and I was just like, Damn, even Keith Lee couldn't believe that he said that to him. So that made my night. Um, I didn't know who those dudes were. Still don't know. Does it matter? No, because I just hate the fact that we have to have 10 million like fucking factions that don't mean shit. You know, Swerve just needs to fucking swerve on his own, own his own house. Maybe with Rick Ross backing him. I really hope that in his in Swerve's musical endeavors, we get some Rick Ross collaboration, is what I'm hoping, out of this. Hell, maybe Rick Ross will do, because we're coming up on a new year, coming up on February, Black History Month. We might get another album, and it might be good if Rick Ross is producing this shit, because, hey, just saying. 
Yeah. I'd like to now see like fucking Swerve and fucking and fucking Hobbs now with fucking Rick Ross because there again, Rick Ross, there's another big motherfucker right there. But I loved it. But I just don't know who those dudes are. And do I want to know who they are? I don't know. Uh, one of them, you know for sure. One of them was um, Parker Boudot, the old. No. Uh, Which one? Was he uh, brought uh, Lesnar in light? Yes. Okay. And you know what I thought was fucking such a bummer? Which, by the way, they they called themselves the Mogul Affiliates. Okay. Which is so weird. Uh, But uh, they all were holding it up, and Rick Ross kept saying, it's official, it's official. The Mogul Affiliates were official. So I think Rick Ross is part of it. Uh, I don't know how much he'll show up, but he will. Uh, He better show up in Goddamn Revolution. Show up in the Bay. Show up in the Bay. Maybe fucking uh, Hobbs will have, like, I don't know, E-40 or someone behind his ass. That'd be great fucking rap battle oh, anyway sorry <laughs> don't mind me so the other guy with the tattoos all over his face and stuff who's that a former baseball player at quote a high level but it looks like he only made it to double a teams that's as a, a left level. fielder and a mexican league team that's not a high level he played he baseball this. in mexico Double A baseball. Even... What team did he play for? Yeah, they they're famous for soccer. What the fuck? Wait, who, what? Double. Oh wait, a he got signed by Houston at one point. The Astros, huh? Well, we all know about the Astros. So, anyways, I don't like team the Astros. Ray. Well, I can't understand what all these how they do this because it looks like he well, from 2011 to 2019. It looks like he was. Oh wait, no. ROK, ROK, minors, 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 double A, minors. He was in their feeder system, it looks like. Although it does look like he wore Astros uniform against the New York Mets in 2019. So I guess he made it to the Astros at some point. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess he was a baseball player. He just looks crazy. Um, let's see, also the Rays, he says. Um, but yeah, it, he's a baseball player, which is a little weird. Um, it's weird because now you have two dudes who are very green. I thought this was really unfortunate for Parker because I like Parker a lot, but this to me felt like you're borderline destroying Parker's career before he gets a chance because he looked terrible here. Part of what makes Parker so good and interesting at face value is his size and his look and his body. You had him in a giant baggy sweater standing next to Keith Lee who dwarfs him. He was screaming like someone pretending to be ultimate warrior. It was really weird and awkward. Like he was playing wrestler there. His strikes didn't hit. They didn't look tough. Keith Lee was hardly selling because he couldn't tell what was happening. You could tell that he would go from screaming bah! to literally That's whispering awkward. to Keith Lee. Like you would see him, he'd grab Keith Lee and goes, oh, This is what I want to do. This is what we're going to do. And then he goes back to bah! and you're like, fucking, it was like Cartman with beefcake. But I just think that that's not how you want people to be introduced 
to Parker. Being mm-hmm. dwarfed by Keith Lee, having terrible strikes, screaming in a way that makes no sense, and yeah. clearly talking and mismanaging the timing of everything. Parker looked terrible. And then you had another dude who's never wrestled a day in his life show up who looked kind of better and tougher and bigger. Everyone's talking about this dude with tattoos on his face who's bigger than Parker and almost and Parker's and I mean this was really bad for him. And I thought that sucked because I think that if you guys protected him, he could be something big. But they just let him go out there willy-nilly. Um and then Swerve and them put a cinder block on Keith Lee. Swerve jumps on it. It crumbles into dust. This looked stupid. This whole it, segment was trash. It, well, just the Rick Ross part was exciting to me. But I Rick say, Ross was funny. Okay, I will say this. Okay, I have seen Darby Allen and Joey Janela do a spot with a cinder block. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was more real than this one. This one, I'm like, this is like um, pottery clay. It wasn't it's like real. when Eric Bischoff hit, Jer- was it JR with a center block in the head? Oh, yeah. In the 2000s, and it just like turned to dust, and you're like, that would have killed somebody. It was yeah. like that, where it just falls to pieces, and you go, that's not how cinder blocks work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. I don't know. Was there anything redeemable here besides Rick Ross? No. No, but I will say this: it's nice to have. Um, uh, it's nice to have hoodies. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. like the logo. I do too. I thought the name sucked, but I like the logo. Oh. Mogul affiliates. We're affiliated with moguls. Moguls. Fuck. There's only one mogul really in that thing. Exactly. So that was, <laughs> stupid. That was kind of stupid in that in that thing. Mm. But also, I think that. Hold on, got no sound here. Um, also, I feel that um, yeah, it needs a little work. That name, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. really not feeling it. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Uh, but then that leads us to go ahead to the main event. I, I had wait. heard good things. Go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you go, there was a chapter in the book of Hobbes I thought was... Oh, yeah. Uh, Talk about the Hobbes. Yeah. Why are we going to forget Hobbes? That was another uplifting... It... Well, not uplifting, but another interesting thing in between. Yeah, you know? talked about his life story. Well, he's been do- they've been doing that in the series, but this one was very dark. Yes. Very dark. And I don't know how... I'm like... Are we trying to make him face Yep. What are we trying to do? Because. Oh, wait. I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. I thought it had to be a face maneuver because he's like, I've been stabbed. I've been shot. I watched these yeah, people I do this. I've been abused. And you go, okay, we're supposed like, to feel bad for him. He goes, but you made a monster. And you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, these monsters, well, you made a monster. But I'm like, yeah. I'm confused. I'm like, are you. I don't know. It's like, are you a face? Are you heal because you're coming into your hometown it's coming mm-hmm. slowly to us yep. and is that where we're positioning ourselves for 
It's like, mm-hmm. is he going to come into home as a champion or are we going to crown that champion? I feel like we should crown that champion. As you shake your head. They're not doing that. What they're doing is they're built. And I think it's kind of what Splinter Fox is saying too. He goes, I'm just so concerned about Hobbs that this is just a build up for the whole Cali shows and then back to catering. He goes, I think what they're doing is they're building him up so you get that anticipation of a win, but he will not get the win. Don't do that. They do that way too much. I hate Tony Khan in doing that. I hate I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And my thing is this, okay? God, we all know, I keep saying it since episode one, guy is so beloved by everybody back there. Mm-hmm. Okay? He ain't going anywhere. Okay? That right now in his state, if he was questionable, he actually has, I think he has the potential. He could have been a Triple H guy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Easy. Hands down. Hands down. Especially now how he's developed so much. But even back then, I would have told you he has the potential to do anything he wanted to. He mm-hmm. just had to find himself. Right? Yep. And this and these ones make me feel like Mama Bear. You know, when I see things like this. I'm yep. very confused. And, you know, I think the payoff for these types of promos would be that title either walking in to the, you know, you keep shaking your head. Either walking into the home, or we're taking something. And I'm no. thinking because Joe's probably going away soon, that it one of the Joe's belts is going to be going to Hobbs. Preferably, I would hope it would be not the ROH one, because I think Wardlow's world really should be ROH, in my opinion. Yeah. Because Hobbs has more to offer than Wardlow. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. When's the California shows? January? No. March. March? Ugh. We have, Ugh. I know, we have a long build-up. A long way to go. I know. That's what I'm saying. We have a long way to go, but guess what? It's possible. It okay? is, yeah. It's very possible. Because you also have to think, too, if Tony Khan is smart, beginning of March... It, that beginning of it being in California and predominantly you're getting basically two dynamites in Northern California. Two, mm-hmm. two dynamites, pay-per-view, rampage, live rampage, that they, they need to do something big-ish in, right before Mania. Because Mania, we are getting our ROH pay-per-view. That's going to be Super Card of Honor, because that's always when it is, is Mania Mm -hmm. weekend. So we'll get that. Now, selfishly, I hope we'll get the anniversary of ROH in Las Vegas. I hope. A lot of memories. I don't think they'd do Sam's Town, but if they did, I would fight to get get a ticket. Actually, no, I know exactly where I'm getting it a ticket. I know who I'm going to, and I'm going to ask, and I'm owed one from the last time they canceled on me, and I ended up going. Oh. But they owe me two, actually. But anyways, so I have a feeling that they're going to set up for something big West Coast. That that that's That's all I can think of. And then also, too, if anyone is around, there is a West Coast Pro show that weekend. Mm. Uh, on the Saturday and um, 
if I were people, I would go to that show because a lot of the people that are on AEW right now wrestle for them or have wrestled for them. I'm talking Lee Moriarty, um, uh, Daniel Garcia, um, obviously Hobbs, and he hasn't gotten a home. He did not get a hometown show. Okay, he went to Defy before he went here, home, back home, and that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So he better be. Um, will he get Starks in? I don't know. If I were Ricky, I wouldn't do it because of the match that when I got him booked there. But anyways, I digress. So I think you'll see a lot of those guys. So might see Jungle Boy. Who knows? Hmm. But that that's going to be the place to be as far as AEW is concerned. To us up here, this is like mania for me because it's in my backyard i'm hot to pay for shit as far as hotels go no true you know so i mean just shit like that so you know it'll be a very interesting it'll be a very interesting week so i'm like if you can go peoples i recommend it but i think for hobbs it's got that's going to be big that week that those weeks are going to be big and if Tony Khan doesn't see that, then fuck you, dude. You don't need to be running a wrestling promotion. Well, he's fucked anyway, those up before. And don't shake your head that no, no, no. Because I can't wait to say I told you so, Marsh. I said remember back on episode one. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens two weeks after that. Uh, what do you think of the main event? Sheeta versus Hater. You know... This is like one of the first like Sheeta matches in quite a very, 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 very long time where I'm like, I really enjoy Sheeta wrestling. Yeah. And I don't forget how good she is sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she was wrestling someone who's really good too. Or if it was just because I like Jamie Hader. That I couldn't figure it out for me. But I liked it. I don't like Britt Baker fucking being out there. No. Can't fucking Jamie Hater do shit on her own? Britt and Rebel added nothing to the match, and they made Paul Turner look like an absolute fucking idiot. Because mm-hmm. they do a terrible job of distracting the ref, and they take so long to accomplish anything that all of the involvement with Britt and Rebel destroyed Paul Turner. Because then it gave it just gave away the whole thing that we're all here just goofing off. Like it was so stupid. Uh, but the match itself, and it was Jamie and Cheetah, was sick. I thought it was awesome. Uh, oh, that's funny. Spinner Fox says the same thing. So the main event was fire until the Brit interference, uh, which will make it a hater versus Brit in the future. You can see it as for Soraya making a save. Her mystery partner has to be Mercedes. If not, it will be a total letdown. I was shocked that match was a main event. Yeah, I was pretty shocked it was a main event too because there was very little build towards it. And on paper, it sounds like a nice match, but we've also seen bad matches from both of those women at different times. So you just don't know what you're getting here. It's not like you're doing like thunder and Serena three, you know what I mean? Like, or even the thunder and Brit main event they had, like that had several matches before it where you're like, okay, this is going to be good. This was kind of a random match for these two to be in that you just weren't sure where you're going to get. So I was kind of surprised it was the main event. And I was really happy that it held up to the, to the main event status. Like this was fantastic. Uh, and I agree. If it's not Sasha Banks to come out for Soraya, whoever it is, like, fucking, I hope they have mercy on you. Like, there's, there's so much talk about Sasha that if he did not get Sasha, and they've been building up for a month that Soraya's got a mystery partner, and who could it be? 
if it's like fucking Tony Storm or something, or if it's Thunder Rosa, they're just going to get fucking shit on. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be Sasha. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like Sasha or else. Like, this is like Chicago uh, return of CM Punk, where people are all like, look, if Punk doesn't come back on this episode, like, there's going to be a problem. Uh, yeah, if Sasha does not show up on that one, it's going to be a problem. Um, Snowfox says, why the hell did Storm try to make the save? It was dumb. They kept saying she's not cleared. Yep, over and over again. She's not cleared. She's not cleared, but she's clearly out there fighting just fine. Like, it, it, Once the bell rang, it fell to shit again. When the bell rang in the beginning, it was great. Break got involved and tried to ruin the whole match. Um, And then the aftermatch was a mess as well and was served no purpose other than we should have Tony and Soraya out here because the crowd likes them. Um, any thoughts on it, Amanda? I don't know where she went. All right. No. I'm going to put Splinter Fox on. Let's see. Uh, he goes, uh, why the hell did Storm try to make the save? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't get any of that. What do you think, Amanda? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part because it's kind of noisy. Sorry. Uh, just saying how good the match was in and of itself, that the breakdown after the match was kind of shitty and that, um, yeah. that, uh, uh, the Brit interference was, was also shitty. So it was like, when you let these two wrestle, it was a main event worthy of main event. Yeah. And then you get this bullshit. I'm waiting for Jamie to finally say enough is enough. Quit fucking doing this. You know, I got it on my own. I didn't That'll be revolution. It. You think so? I think they're going to build for revolution to have, um, Brit and, Jamie hmm. and I think they'll cool. build if it's possible I think they'll build for Soraya and Sasha to have a one-on-one match at Revolution mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to let this women's championship match be a side note to all of that mm-hmm. Britt and Jamie I think they think that's more important than it is yeah I, I don't know I, I just hate the fact that they think that um, Britt is so important like she's God's gift to women's wrestling when she can't even lace up like fucking someone really bad. I don't even know. I mean, so many women that came around her time, I think, really have surpassed her. Mm-hmm. Even someone like Alex. So do you Cass. have thoughts on the match? I thought it was it was good. But I just don't like Brit being out there because it takes it away. I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, and like I said about Sheeta, like I forget how good Sheeta is because of all the shitty other women that are there. You know, and that's horrible yeah. to think that. Yeah, I was <laughs> happily super impressed by Hater and Sheeta because I had even heard from people this was like the best part of the show was this match, and I was like, mm-hmm. eh, we'll see. Like, they're both good, but I don't know if they're main event. And then watching it, I was like, oh shit, they showed up. This is... Yeah, they they sure as hell did show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I don't know, but I mean, you know, I don't know. It's it's part of me sometimes thinks that Tony's finally realizing what he has, but then there's another part of me that's like, he doesn't fucking know. Why am I giving him too um too much credit? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sad. 
Christopher Fox says uh, he was surprised to see Britt wrestling on Dynamite or not on Dynamite on YouTube for Dark. She was facing Sky Blue. That's interesting. Uh, Kenny uh, Omega they, was on Dark. Yeah. What the hell was that all about? Uh, and he also says, I just want to see what they do with Chris Statlander when she comes back. It should be any month now. She was set to get a major push. I bet you that's Soraya's mystery partner and it's going to ruin her career. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope that's not her mystery partner. I really I hope, hope. It is now. That's what I want now. No, because Cat Statlander on her own doesn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Yes. You know, and like, and I think that Cat Statlander, you know, she's already gotten a pretty fucking um, a pretty bad, I'd say, a pretty bad, uh, bad run over there so definitely you know i think that um yeah i think that's shitty but uh yeah um i think it's gonna be statlander that's gonna be saraya's partner and that's it you heard it here first it's gonna ruin her career everyone's gonna want it to be sasha it's gonna be statlander everyone's gonna be like what the fuck no they're gonna be happy to see cat statlander I just want her far away from fucking best friends. Okay. She'll come out with Orange Cassidy. You'll hear, where is my mind? And they're going to come out together. No. That's how it's going to go. No. It's going to be terrible. No. You have to prepare yourself for terrible, terrible decisions. I I already go into it knowing that there's terrible decisions. Why do I need to prep myself even further? I already know. Come on now. That's the best part. See, I do opposite fantasy booking with AEW. With WWE, I try to think of the coolest thing that could happen. With mm-hmm. AEW, I try to think of the biggest way to fuck it up. Okay, let me tell you. Do you know how many matches I've booked for <laughs> AEW? Yeah, let's go there. Since episode one, I've booked so many matches for AEW, it's not even funny. 100% of the Colt matches, both of them. <laughs> I, I booked some Ricky Starks, okay? I booked other things that should happen, and they've happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, things that are weird, okay? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And no. If you go if you're subscribing to Honor Club and you go back to Death Before Dishonor um 2019 um the the uh I affectionately called the first match of that pay-per-view. It's called Boa Battle of Amanda called Cabana versus Marty Skrull. I did not book that. That would mm. I was told by both parties and a lot of other people that will never happen. Keep dreaming, sister. Pay them in, and then you can have it. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what's going to end up happening. But delirious as horrible of a booker he was, bless you, sir, because we were joking it, joking with him when Marty was blackout drunk once. And mm-hmm. but he did remember that because he was like, did you, did I suggest that Colt Cabana should wrestle me? And I go, you did. And he goes, that'll never happen. I go, I know, ha, and then it did. I'm like, remember that? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, good yep. stuff. Don't, don't. Aspen Fox does say, I'm still calling it Mysterio versus Dom, the retirement match at WrestleMania. I'm telling you right yep. now, it's not happening. Definitely. No, I, I think that's a good, that's a good one. I think they're too far away from each other now, and I think that Mysterio doesn't want to fight his son. You don't want to pass the torch? No. Have your kid be the last one? I would. No, Mysterio should retire in the final match against Goldberg because Goldberg is so good at winning. No, I don't know why. Why? Why are you on this? Goldberg is so good at professional wrestling. Kick. 
He's so yeah. good at winning matches. Have you seen how many times he's lost? Almost never. That guy's so good. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-mm. He's, he's very not the good. Best Jewish wrestler. Neither is Colt Cabana. He's got the best winning record. Uh, duh. So no, it'd be great because so Goldberg wrestled Scotty Goldman, the one with the That'd best be... professional rest record on WWE programming in the history That's of history point. for that tribe versus that the absolute worst wrestler that WWE has ever had. That'd be amazing. That would be really good. That would be great. That's Book a main event for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a WrestleMania match right there. Actually, book it, Tony Khan. Make that shit happen at Revolution, dude. Goldberg's no. not even under WWE contract anymore. He's just out there willy nilly, dude. Yeah, and technically, get Goldberg Gold for Man a one shot against Scotty Goldberg. Goldman, Goldman. You can change it for AEW. It can't be the same thing. WWE owns Scotty Goldman. He'll be. Scotty well, they Goldberg. probably don't care about Scotty Goldman. <laughs> they didn't care then. They didn't care now. They don't care. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy's the worst wrestler ever from WWE. Let's go ahead and, yeah, you can use that name. (laughs) You should ask if he owns the rights to Scotty Goldman. He does not. I already know that. Uh, All right, final question from Splinter Fox, and then we're going to go final two questions, it looks like. Um, Odds that AJ is at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm saying 90% chance, NJPW, the real forbidden door. High, High possibility. AJ Styles or AJ Lee? Styles. Why would he go to Wrestle Kingdom? Who's there who he has a beef with? Doesn't have a beef with he's going there to support his buddy. Just there Carl. physically because of Carl? That yeah, would be sick. Be. That'd be sick. I'd be all right with that. I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm a problem with it either way, but not too that would be too sweet. That would be that would be a great one would be too, but like fucking brat fucking get yeah. dollar to go with you. To be ringside and stuff, I think it'd be yeah. sick. I think absolutely what you do that. Fucking Prince Devitt up in there. The fucking awesome. 27 abs. Can you oh. imagine if they had AJ ringside and Balor comes out and attacks AJ and they fight off into the distance just to continue their storyline while in Japan? Be so yeah, it would be cool. World. Then you got to get Kenny Omega in there. You'd have all the current people that led Bullet Club all up in there. Jay White. Do a literal water cooler scene. AJ's just getting water from the thing and mm-hmm. Balor says something smarmy and AJ turns around and then Omega's like, don't talk to him that way. And then he turns around, looks over at that. And then it just cuts back to the ring and that's it. That's all you get. That, that, <laughs> that would be fucking great. Oh my God. No, because then they'd have, that's why they would need to have Balor there too, because then you have almost, you have almost the whole gang is there. No, you know? Great. Yeah. The whole gang. And then um, you have Tonga there too. So, you know, technically, yeah, you, you want to go there. You really have the whole gang there. So, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fucking Jay, phenomenal. Get Jay White in it. Yep. Uh, Sprint of Fox final question says, How do we vote for the awards next week? You don't, dude. We do not care what you want. Nope. That is not <laughs> how we do our awards. Nope. I, I just handpick my own. Miss Amanda Jane handpicks her own. The Brothers in Time don't even know yet. They're going to be on they're and they're going to handpick their own. The worst ones are obviously bishops. Bishops are the worst, dude. He's got the terriblest wor- awards. Yeah. And not only like, I think too, I'll make a little graphic where we all have like little awards with us that are golden, and his just gonna be the poop emoji. With his logo, like like a like, well, how his logo, like they do with a steer. The, you don't need the poop emoji. All you yeah. need is a thing of Delaware. Delaware like is poop. a poop emoji. Yeah. Like the See? shape of Delaware is the poop emoji. 
Is it? How's Delaware shape? Isn't it? Isn't it bottom heavy? Yeah, but if you use the outline of Delaware and you send it to someone, they think you sent them the poop emoji. Your eyes does oh, this thing. It's kind of okay. like magic eye. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So says to so my words are shit, Marsh. Yes, dude. Yeah, of well, course. All the words are shit. PWI doesn't take your votes. De Melter doesn't give a shit what you're voting for. They pick who they want to pick, dude. We're just honest about it is the only difference. Yeah. Oh, but I can be bought for certain things. That's a good point. We do take bribes. We take that bribes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do. we do. Absolutely. I accept Conrad Bendems. I accept Thunder Rosa Major action Bendems. figures. What? Thunder Rosa action figures. I accept those okay. as well. That's payment. Okay. I want uh, uh, my Kayla my Braxton cameos. <laughs> my requests are easy. Okay. Cole Cabana, Major Bendy. Darbe. And no, I don't need I don't need a cameo from Colt because people go up to him and they fucking send me videos that talk to him. They're like, just say hi to Amanda. And he never will ask you which one. We know this. Yeah. He just already knows. Like, God damn it. How many fucking Fox says uh, he says, So if I buy you a Thunder Rosa, you'll see the Young Bucks are the best of 2022. I'll be like, dude, they really came into their own this year. <laughs> dude, you'd have to I would say this, Splinter Fox, if you want to get your money's worth with that one, he has to say it at least until june actually no he has to say it till after revolution well they could they could i mean because theoretically they could be best tag team they could be best dressed they could be uh no, best promo be best you know what i mean like i'm saying he could we buy know. all those spots so they end up we winning like most of the awards we know who best dressed is mandy Get well it? but we <laughs> but no 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 i was gonna ask you if it's mandy are we talking on WWE product or not on WWE no. product? That's my question with Mandy. Yep. So uh, you have to tune in to find out what the answer is. Mm -hmm. Fox says AEW had the better year over WWE and WWE sucks, and you get your Thunder Rosa. Oh, it's just overall stuff. All right. Yeah, cool. the bloody Thunder Rosa for sure. That'd be easy. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would do that for. He would. I think he would. Because I don't know if you guys follow, uh, but there's a um, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast. And they I've been on there a couple times and they make you uh, they do devil's advocate where you have to argue for something you don't believe in. That but you they, don't believe in? Yeah. Like they'll they'll dig in about you a little bit and figure out something that you really don't like and make you have to argue what makes it so good or vice you versa. Should, something like you guys should try to get me on there and they'll try to fucking make me think about something that's great about phil brooks that will never happen well you can't give up dude hmm? never quit i don't quit i know <laughs> i hello peach emoji yeah yeah that's, that's the best thing ever that was that made my 2022 god damn it i'm like what that's true um John Cena knows I but yeah tune in next week and we'll see uh We'll see what uh, who wins the boozies mm -hmm. for all of our categories. So, yeah, and if uh, we we're, gonna hit, we're gonna have two days of boozies. It's gonna be great. If we, if we can't get the brothers in time because mm -hmm. it's only you and me, should we maybe get producer lady in it? And we'll let Splinter. Fox... No, you're shaking your head. No, that's a, that's Splinter Fox. I was trying for you to get one award you could give out, but no. Wait, I mean, we can have Splinter Fox on. Do you want to be on there, Splinter Fox? Yes, yeah, but Fox, you want to give out awards? Yeah. You could just give on the we could you could just have the contrarian uh awards. You know what I mean? 
No matter what award we give, you have to give them the, the worst. So, I don't know. Well, no, because to be fair, he's not really watching NXT. Yeah, that's and fine. And to be fair, you should get a figure. Yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't. he doesn't have to watch NXT. He's given what he thought was the best. The way that... So, the boozies on Wednesday is WWE exclusive. The Thursday night chaser boozies is any single promotion at all. We've had MLW winners. We've had GCW winners. We've yeah. had NJPW winners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's no limits on the Thursday night chaser. That's why we're so drunk. Speaking of GCW, did Cardona rock the one-legged tight again? Who? Cardona. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did? Oh, that's fucking dope. Okay, right there. That's your best dress wrestler right there, bringing that back. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, no one's smarter than Cardona. No. That's like wrestler of the year. Mm, I, I'm bummed that you're not going to do the cruise with me because Cardona's on there and I don't feel right meeting Cardona without you. And like, I'm totally going to find... If I was going to meet him, I'd be wearing this shirt. I know, you would be. And he would love that. I already know this. And right? I'd spike my hair up. I know you would. <laughs> I have to find my vintage, and I'll even go on eBay if I can't find it. My, um, I used to have the the take care spike your hair shirt. Yeah, mm. with the yeah, I had it. I loved it. I loved Jason's better. You don't even know he was the best. And then it solidified it when he was on Coca Bana's podcast. I'm like, I love this motherfucker. Swear yeah. to God, love him. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but we'll be back um, next week right here in the die bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one Amanda that's last call cheers hey producer lady here thanks for tuning in continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on twitch or subscribe and review our podcast on apple podcast or wherever you listen to us cheers I would never have a drink of wrestling on the rocks.